Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call in the Orion Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, the 14th of February, and to all you folks, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as the White Wolf. Whenever y'all ready. I think think we're going to have MJ going to kick off uh, with a topic that he had uh, researched. I think he was in a conversation with an individual, and he must have been uh, uh, answering him back, and... uh, he was given some real good Old Testament type of dissertations, et cetera, and where a lot of these things came from. And uh, for some of you that's more biblical-oriented, uh, if he sticks true with what I read, uh, it, uh, it could be very beneficial to you. To others that may not be, uh, it might give you an insight into the fact that, see, like a lot of people are just anti-Bible. And you can't do that because in reality, see, even though the King James has over 30,000 translation errors in it, and one of the most corrupt documents that there is is the Texas Recepticus, which is what they took it from, it still has a foot in the ring or in the Douye and the the Latin sacred Vulgata, the Vulva Gate. And uh, you have to understand what those things are, but those are encoded, and it was really at 325 uh, framed and established to promote the Church of Rome for the Roman Empire, because Constantine was in reality Augustus Caesar as well. So you're looking at the Roman Church, the Empire's Church, and then finally on down until about 1400 while Iola, they began to really frame it up when the Jesuits ascended to power. And then uh, when you get on down to about 1600 uh, with Bacon and so forth and the, the spear chucker, um, which is really, well, anyway, we won't get into that. Anyway, uh, they've done some reformulating, and they're still restructuring the King James. But it's written in codes and idioms, allegories, metaphors, symbolisms. And um, I was noticing how uh, MJ was linking the one uh, article that I read last week, and uh, it was really quite good. Um, so, uh, MJ, uh, like the fella said, twist the dog's tail. All right. Well, thanks for and and listen. I, the only reason I want to do this is because I really want to bounce this off of the minds of other brothers and sisters and see what you know what reflects back on me. I, I, in other words, I don't presume that this is. This is just my imagination and and what I'm seeing, and so I'll just share it. So, um, you know, um, I started really thinking about the Old Testament and the New Testament, and then when you think about that, you think about, you know, Judaism versus Christianity. And, you know, I was talking to someone last week, and they were like, look, you know, I'm a Christian, you know, I'm not a Jew. And 
they were calling me a Jew, and I said, thank you. I said, St. Paul said he is a Jew who is one who is inwardly, not outwardly. All right? So in in a sense, he gave me a compliment, even though he was trying to curse me. And then as I realized, the split, the schism between Judaism and Christianity is the same that you have over and over and over in the scriptures. You have the house of Judah, which is uh, Benjamin, Judah, Levi, and the house of Israel, the other tribes. And then you have, you know, what has to play inside ourselves, which is the lower mind and the higher mind. And then this plays out again and again and again in Rehoboam and Jeroboam. And Jeroboam naturally is that which is of carnality, which says, okay, you go pound dirt, I'm going to take my toys and go create something new, you know. Um, As I'm starting to really see this, um, I'm realizing you can't have Christianity without Judaism. If you, you, Judaism is the father, Christianity is the son, and you can't have one without the other. And then it dawns on me, David is the Christ, the old, the Old Testament Christ. Uh, um, Jesus is the New Testament Christ. The Old Testament Father is Jehovah. The New, excuse me. The let me say it like this: David is is Old Testament Christ. And then you have Christ in the New Testament. Old Testament you have Jehovah. New Testament you have Jesus. It's the sent. It's the sent and the sender. It's the sent and the sender are one. It's the It's a different office, but it's the same being. And the and the hope is that God laid down. In other words, the scripture says, uh, um, and he slept with his fathers. So to sleep with your to sleep in the scriptures is is an alleg- allegory for uh, or an idiom for death. Okay, so when he when he says, and Adam was put in a, a great sleep, people think that he's talking about mankind, but he's not. He's talking about the fact that God laid down and slept in man with the hope, and not even the hope, but the 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 goal is that God would so give himself to man that man would become God. Yeah. And and so then when man realizes this, then man would now realize when Lot was taken away, when 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 he comes to that Abrahamic state in his mind, when he's when he realizes he and Lot have got to go they gotta go part ways. And Lot the veil, Lot means to veil, the veil is removed and then uh and then you realize that the sender and the scent are one and that I am the father and I am the son. And and it's all happening in me. The word of God is about me. Uh lo I come to do thy will, O God. It's about me. It's about you. It's about every single one of us. And and so I must fulfill scripture. I must the scripture must be fulfilled in me. And so the word of God is that which must be fulfilled in me. And now, like more than anything else in the world today, I now see that these different players in the scripture are states of being. Yes. And it's a story about a a path, a way. 
And what's so amazing is Jesus, the Son, in the uh, in the New Testament, or excuse me, Jesus comes as the Son in the New Testament, but you have to understand this is the Father, Jehovah. So the I and the Father are one. Same being, different offices. And so then yeah, I realized, and then I realized, I'm sorry, I'm talking over someone. Go ahead. Uh, I said when you use the term Jehovah, you're really using the four letters YHVH because there was yeah. no J until about the 1600s. And yeah. so you're yeah. you're using the enlightened man. Uh, I was going to cut in well ago because you made the statement and beautifully stated about the offices of David, Dahveen, and the old as uh, the Christ, so to speak, and as uh, Jesus uh, in the new. And yet both of them are symbolic of an enlightened, conscious state of mind. And yet Jesus, I uh, come to a study the other day, and uh, one of the rabbis and them was making the statement, and they said people do not realize that Jesus is a office. Yes. And I went a little further, and lo and behold, there was uh, some other scholars that backed that up and verified it, you know, different source. But uh a beautiful uh, um, relationship to two offices uh, being the same. Yeah. So, so then um, David, uh, David means my beloved. So therefore, yep. in the Son, we are told, we are told that he was the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Well, now if he was the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world, then. 2,000 years ago doesn't really make a lot of sense, does it? No, it um, doesn't. So you're then... Talking to, you, you're talking about the Yashid there. You're talking about the totality of the creative thought from the very beginning. Then the, all of the ekmad, the potential possibilities at infinitum, are contained within that pre-designed uh, uh, aspect, if you will. So there is where your lamb and your foundation and pre-foundation all come together is in that Yashid. Okay, so then so then the guy that I was talking to the other day, he got really, and, and listen, I knew he was going to get upset with me, so I didn't push him very far. But I asked him to go home and take a look at Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 18. And I said, you would have me believe that this guy lived 2,000 years ago. He, he, was, he was put on a cross and he was killed, and then he was resurrected, and that's the resurrection from the from the dead. I said, but but Paul, who clearly is a mystic, because Saint Paul never met Jesus, never. Okay, and 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 he says here, he says in Second Timothy, the letter to Timothy, he said, who concerning the truth have erred? Now, how did they err? He says, who concerning the truth have erred? They say that the resurrection is past already. Yeah. And in doing so, they overthrow the faith of some. Now think about that. St. Paul, who is the superhero of Christendom, is telling the preachers of the day, you're in error if you're preaching the resurrection is past. Right. Because the resurrection has to happen in every single one of us. And Absolutely. it's not anything that we do. It's by the grace of God that it happens. And, and, and this is what it means to be in grace. Yes, because sir. Yeah. there's nothing you can do to earn it. It's like it just comes one day. And that's what he means. It comes as a thief or not. It just comes. And when it comes, it's like then the, the veil is removed 
and then you realize that I am. And so now, all of a sudden, it makes sense because, because where were the building blocks of the universe except that they had to be in the mind of God? And now we understand that God slept in man. And so, therefore, what I imagine has to be more real than the actual manifestation going on outside of me because Jesus said that, you know, under the old law, under the way the traditional, the, 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 the father, the Judaism taught it, um, if, if you left it in your heart and you uh, did not, you know, act on that lust, then you weren't guilty of, you know, adultery, all right? But yeah. if under Christ, which, you know, anytime you read the anointed in the Old Testament, it's the same word. Christ means the anointed. So anytime you read, like in Psalm 2, as they, have, they against Jehovah or Yahweh and his anointed, all right, that's Christ. The anointed is Christ. So, yeah. uh, um, so then you have... Um, well, that, you know, when you, when you said the anointed is Christ, or the anointing of Christ, you're talking about that ejaculatory effect that occurs in the brain from the pineal gland into the fornix, delta fornix. You're talking about the actual process. See, when, when they're crossing over, they don't realize that even the heavens and the normal year tells the same story of what occurs in man. There's a guy named Ant that is in Australia, and he uh, wrote me a deal, and hopefully I can pull it up here in a little while, um, on the uh, Lord's Prayer, and it is exactly what you're saying, because he is telling how the Father, uh, the Holy Ghost, and the Son, all three aspects, (laughs) are in the Lord's Prayer, and that the kingdom of the Father is always, it's not up in heaven, it's within the heaven within is what it's referring to. That's exactly what you're saying right now. You go ahead. This is good, man. Well, okay. So then what I'm trying to say is is that, you know, if you read the words of Jesus, who is the enlightened mind, because clearly Peter fished all night long. Peter is clearly the lower consciousness, the lower um, state of mind. You could even say the church system up today, or you could even go to the individual man and say he's the lower mind who fishes all night long in ignorance out of the left side of the boat and catches nothing. This guy's a professional fisherman, catches nothing. And then at the dawning of the day, here comes Jesus and says, hey, hey, uh, try, try this other way. And then he says, well, you know, he doesn't say, hey, you know, I'm a professional fisherman and I, really, I know what I'm doing here. Uh, no, he goes the other way and he catches all these great and wonderful truths, these great fishes. And so what uh, he, is, is, you know what he did? He cast his net, his open receptive mind, on the right side of the brain. And he accessed the left and the right by means of the punji fibers. That's what you're talking about right now, because the boat is the boat within our mind. Sure, the boat is consciousness. So like when, he, when Peter, is, Peter is in the boat, <laughs> as all the other disciples are in the boat, they're all in the boat. So, absolutely, so, absolutely, so, every one of them. So then, <laughs> I love it. it's I Peter, not with his mind on Jesus, but with his eyes on Christ. 
you know, yeah. then he yeah. can walk on water. But he can't walk on water if he has his eyes on Jesus because, yeah. all right, it's his eyes on Christ. So Christ says, look, as a man thinks, he already is. He says, look, if, you, if you've if you lusted after that woman and you've conceived the deed in your mind, you have already done it. Yeah. Uh, so, so therefore, it's a double-edged sword. Take the converse of that. What I can imagine in my mind and what can I – I can so immerse myself such that even emotionally, even so that I can even smell the deed, I can, I can see the deed as if I'm, I'm looking through the eyes of the dreamer. I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm, I can smell it. I can sense it. I can, I'm so focused on it that I see it. It's already happened. That's the sperm. And the and the state of which I desire is the egg, and 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 I just by yes, seeing sir. it, seeing it, I have now impregnated the egg, and now I can't touch it. That's what Eve said. I can't touch it. We are told not to touch it. Yes, and sir. I can't even touch it. I can't. And then it dawned on me as I'm going on a walk the other day. I'm thinking about these things. The act of coitus. You know, the man deposits the sperm inside of her. He can't go in there and look after it and make sure everything's cool and everything. There's nothing he can do. It's the done deal. He has to wait. Just like the scripture says, there's a time and a season for everything. He has to wait the time. And and he has to wait on the Lord to fulfill. And Jesus said, I I have come to give you life and life abundantly. But, therefore, we become our own jailer. We become our own warden if we see life in a negative way. And, or we can be set free because now I know that to say I am, to put whatever I put after I am is either going to bring a curse to me or a blessing to me because the, the, the way of God, the divine law, that you, shall, you will not use the Lord's name in vain. He will not be held harmless. He will be found guilty, he who holds the Lord's name in vain. And so when you say, I am anything in a negative way, immediately that which you have declared will come down on your own head. That's it. You have you have decreed the decree. Jacob and I was talking about this very thing because he, he was telling me about, uh, you know, he's got his idea about a, a certain type of girl and this and that and the other, you know, and great aspirations. And um, I explained to him about using the mind, kind of like you're talking about here. And I explained to him, I said, Jacob, I said, let's go to the garden. And uh, they were getting ready to leave to go back to Chenier. I said, we'll go plant the seed in the ground today. We've prepared the soil, the mind. I said, you've done this, you've done that, you've laid it all out. I said, now you've planted the seed. I said, no, we're not going to go out there tomorrow and dig it up and see if it's growing, are we? He said, no, sir. I said, that's the same thing as the thoughts in your mind, the prayer, the spell, however you want to call it, look at it. I said, but son, when you put the picture in there, anytime it comes back to your mind, just look at it and give thanks that it's done. I said, otherwise, you're going to start with it. I said, that's like going down there digging the seed up for the next 35 days, and it should have taken and germinated in nine. He said, I got you, you. I said, okay, y'all have a safe trip. Go ahead, Michael Joseph. You're doing outstanding. Well, that's, you, you mentioned an aspect of it that I didn't touch on, and I want to come back to that. The only, okay, two things. 
after the seed, after the thought, the imagined um, desire or um, outcome is is seen in the mind's eye, then we have to be single upon that eye. We have to go forth and we have to act in faith as if that which is not already is. We have to act Absolutely. out. And this is what is to have unbelievable faith because we have to go and still walk into the valley of the shadow of death. We've got to walk down in that valley and face the lion. We can't just stay up on the mountain in this place um, uh, manifesting the way. We have to actually now, we are a knower when we come to imagine the thing, but we have to be a doer and to step in faith and go as if the thing is. And so what happens is, is we step out in faith, um, bringing shoutings and tidings of joy and hallelujahs and everything else because it is. It already is. And so then yeah. now we we go down into the um, valley to face Goliath, which is the manifestation in this world, and we already have the victory. And so so now um, it's not – it's not just like David, my beloved, said – Yad Hevadhe has given me your head. It is, in other words, I I have now become the witness. I I am witnessing the glory. This is just as the operation of divine law that I now have come to yes. an understanding of how it works, and I now yes. I now have the knowledge of it. So now I have a choice. I can use the divine law in a negative way, like, for instance, like Hitler turned the four winds and he turned it the other way around. If you look yeah. at the four winds of Hinduism, they had it turned one way. Hitler turned them the other way. And he, yeah. he, took, the, he took the divine principles and he turned them in another direction. So he used the divine law in a negative way. And so we, what we see, we're either going to dream the dream or we're going to live under somebody else's dream. Yes, sir. We're, we're, having, we're having to choose. Uh, since, since the gate and the tree of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding has been opened to us, we're now to awaken and arise to the level of the knowing God operating in matter. And that, that is making us the Jesus, the enlightened one, consciously. And yet we now can activate the Christ or chrism state and become the divine one in operation. I believe that's what you're saying, is it not? It, it, it is. It, but what I'm saying, I guess, to be more, um, is that the divine law is, and now we have um, we have a being who has to make a choice. If we yeah. if we use the divine law in a negative way, well. Um, the divine law is. In other words, if you can, you learned how to wield the sword. It's like uh-huh. um, Balaam understood how to wi- how to wield the sword, and he yeah. taught Balak how to how to use the divine law in a way that would, in effect, bring a curse on Israel. And e- even though they couldn't come outright and curse Israel, they couldn't do it in an express way. They could lay a stumbling block. And and Israel would consent to it. Um, so in other words, or, or Israel 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 willingly laid it down and uh, let somebody else control it. Remember, they wanted that external king, and so they allowed someone else to do their thinking for them. And uh, okay, but, I believe but, that's but, the analogy that you're using. 
I, I am, but but I want to get away from Israel as a people and start to think about Israel as as a state of mind. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's and, that's what I'm talking about. See, Israel to me is not a race bloodline. Right. Israel to me is those that have awakened and are operating the power of God in them, just like Jacob did. He had to supplant his old limited thinking and transition, but he did sleep on the rock at Bethel, the house of the El. We have to know we are that house, and the El Shaddai, the El Shaddai, however you want to look at it, is in us, and we are the ones that consciously begin to change. Once we get the vision and the dream, and we overcome the angel within ourselves, then we become that true race of people called Israel, those that have the higher mind operating in them. Yes, absolutely. All right, so now somebody asked me to um, go through uh, last week, Luke, um, I can't, I think it was chapter 26, 21 through 26, and it talked about the, the discussion that Jesus had with uh, with the Pharisees and the scribes about um, Caesar, right? And, right? Well, you know, all of a sudden, I've been externalizing this my whole life. And I didn't, you know, I started to really think about this, and it just started to kind of flow out. The reason why Caesar exists in the world is because of the carnal, the carnality in man. And so Caesar is the collective consciousness of the carnal mind. Because yeah. one stands up and says, I rule them all. It's all mine. But who is Caesar in the face of Zerubbabel? Caesar is nothing in the face of one who is a knowledgeable priest and knows how to operate upon the divine law. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got the power of a God. You cannot curse them, Abimelech. You could, but if you can get them to willingly break that law, they will destroy themselves. That's exactly what Balaam told him. Right. So if if you can imagine something for somebody else, it may not. they may not even know that you did it. But yeah, you imagine true. something that's wonderful for them and see it, and you begin to act that as if they have it. And it'll come to them, and they will call you one day and say, man, you never, you never guessed what happened to me the other day. Well, you already know it, what's going to happen. Because <laughs> it, and, and, and what's so wonderful about this is when you come to this, God says in his word, prove all things. And he even says in another place, test me. Okay, yeah. test me and see if this is true. And, you know, I tested it. And it is true. It is, it is true. I've tested it over and over and over again now. At first I thought, well, maybe not, you know, and those little thoughts in the back of your head go, well, well maybe that was just a weird thing, you know. So <laughs> you're tested again. You're te- you brought back around the wheel. You're tested again. And you say, well, okay, this happened the same way again. Uh, this is starting to look promising. So you're tested again. You know, until finally it's totally ripped away from you and you realize this is the way it is. That what I can conceive is more real. As long as I don't trespass upon another um, Elohim, um, I can't, you know, and as long as I'm upon the law of doing to others as, as I would have done unto myself, then we don't have a problem here. No, there's no judgment you know? then because you're judging yourself correct and your actions by the very things that you're doing. I mean, uh, a mom used to say, she said, Gary, don't worry about what they say, son. 
You just live so that everybody that looks at you knows what they're saying is a lie, and it doesn't make any difference, and that's all you do in your mind. You live in harmony and peace within your own mind, knowing that you have done that which is right or correct, and, brother, you shall prevail in everything, even if the whole world goes to hell in the handbasket. So, so then the the next uh, deal is is coming to the really the realization that God is, and and don't even try to put anything else to assign you're meaning. You're muffled. Or, you're, you're muffled. Uh, how about you're, now? Am I okay now? Yeah, you, that's better. Um, well, I'm just saying that I just came to the point where just looking at God is and not trying to assign meaning to what God is. In other words, as thoughts come and go, the moment I try to assign meaning to some thought or desire, you know, I, then comes judgment. Then, then, then comes in. Well, you know, that that was good or that was bad. Well, no, you know. I mean, if I can just if I can stay in in the in the in the the two greatest laws. Uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul. I mean, and then you understand I should have no other gods before me, and then doing to others as you would have done to yourself. If I can stay there, then, you know, I, I, why should I, what do I need to do, to assign meaning or, or judgment to a thing? Because then it reflects back on me, all right? Um, I guess what I'm saying is, is that which I send out with meaning is going to project back to me in judgment. It's going to reflect back to me in judgment. I project out meaning, it reflects back to me in judgment. How come I can't just do a thing out of love for another in the hopes of their good and not try to, you know... Now, I understand, I I do believe, my own belief, this this time of experience um, is such that the the way they describe the fall in the garden, it was an intentional fall. In other words, I believe man before this particular state was in a state of um, um, you might call innocence, uh, and that the fall was intention intentional in order to develop uh, conscience, so that we would know, you know, we we would not just be uh, puppets on a string, so to speak, that we would know what was good and what was bad. We would choose the good because we knew the bad. We experienced it. Yeah, you were, be t- you were being taught a living law. See, that's exactly what Jose taught. It was just that he used different vernacular or different words. He used to say, when you create the prayer, the thing that you're going to give out or you desire for someone else or for yourself, Always include other people in it because the more people you include in you acquiring your good, the more that are included bring that to pass. He said it just works that way. We have done all kinds of studies, and what he was saying was exactly what you're saying about Scripture. So, yeah, I mean, these, these voices are consistent in the land. But we have to have an ear that's trained to hear them. So, so now, um, uh, okay. If I was only if if I envisioned that I wanted wealth and and prestige and power, which is nothing wrong with that, I could I could put that in there. 
But isn't that, if, if I envision that from a carnal perspective, now Ooh. I'm eating from this tree of life, and but I'm eating at it from carnality's sake, and I'm manifesting out of my carnal I want instead of, you know, for us. In other words, I can never say I am without sin, but the Scripture, uh, scripture says in 1 John chapter 8, says if we say we are without sin, then we, you know, we're, we're in the wrong. But I could never say I am I am without sin or I am in sin. In other words, I could never say I am a sinner because now I'm bringing the the name of God to vanity. Okay, uh, maybe maybe you might take and under and use the definition for the term sin as the term ignorance. See, we can be ignorant of a thing, and there is no error attributed to us because we don't know. However, once that state of enlightenment occurs, now we don't have the cloak of ignorance to hide behind as the lame excuse. And uh, so that's kind of like Seven is asking about the agape love feast and so forth. Um, you're talking at depths about other things where right now he's really bringing forth the modality of awakening the conscious and the sub and superconscious mind so we begin to operate the house. Now, once we do that, we can do other things of the order of a priesthood and enhance that power by bringing two or three together other than just the two or three within our own conscious, sub and superconscious reasoning minds. And um, as you do that, see, you're becoming Solomon. You're becoming uh, the light of the minds. You're the, you're the light that's impregnating the minds, the feminine aspect. And so that's really what MJ is saying. But we'll get to that, Matt. It's just uh, go ahead, MJ. Well, I was going to add something to that. When you said, uh, it says, he that knows to do good and don't do it the same as sin. Uh-huh. Well, with what well, I was just adding the same as ignorance. It's the same as ignorance. Yes, sir. If you know it and you don't do it, you're acting like an ignorant one. Now you're literally ignoring. It's not just the fact that you don't know, you're willingly not knowing and doing. So you, you understand? That's why he's talking about the depths of their error, the depths of their mistakes. Some go get a little bit more butt whipping than the others. It's because they gave a bigger butt whipping to themselves. Well, this is the this is the whole idea of um, conscience. And, and this is like... Uh, you know, the yeah, I think of Romans nine one. It says, "I lie not, for my conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit." It says the Holy Ghost and this this pneuma spirit, the Holy Spirit. Now, yeah, okay. So the question right. is, are we are we in the truth, or are we are are we out of the truth? In other words, um, are we in the truth before the Holy Spirit? And but the Holy you know, Spirit I, I, just means the right mind. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost simply means the right mind. If the well, right mind is operating is, in, if, if it's ahead. operating correctly in us, we have comfort, and we call it the comforter. If it don't, we have turmoil. If our conscience and our subconscious and so forth condemn us not, then have we the power of God, of a God, Israel, 
But if it's condemning us, man, let me tell you something. What were y'all talking about on the way back? You can't cast this devil out? This is just an unruly thought. Man, and you can't get rid of this? What in the thunder were you doing on the way here? Just, just well, that's just it. Is that if I speak the truth, if I speak the truth in the Holy Spirit, if I speak a lie and I have a facade, if I have a persona upon my face and I'm acting in a lie, then that which I project is going to reflect back upon me, and and I'm going to have to deal with it, and 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 literally I'm going to end up kicking my own rear end because. I got a schism. There's a schism. There's a split in me because the higher self in me knows that I'm I've been lying. You know what I mean? And it's going to come back upon me. Well, uh, yeah, but see, it's it's switching back and forth from these states of consciousness. It refers to it as a believer or unbeliever, a knower or a not knower, a doer or a non-doer, and yet as a priest in different types of offices. And yet each of these priests are operating either in conscious, sub, or superconscious mind. I mean, see, and, and this is why it's set up like this, to an enlightened individual. Man, they'll begin to pick this out real quick. But to a person that doesn't have the keys to what the thunder is going on in here, oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, it can went brown hawk, man. That sounds like my, God dang, it's a red tail. OCO, my brothers and sisters. Anyway, uh, the quick aspects of thought are operating. And so as we begin to see this and, and realize what it is we're reading, this isn't something hard. It's really simple. It may have been told in twisted ways, but it's to make us dig in and find the meat. See, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the honor of a king to discover it and reveal it and share it. Amen. Amen. So that which is the Redeemer is that which is in me already. It's just that it's been veiled by how I clung to the externalization because that's what I was taught when I was a child. If I was taught when I was younger the way, I would have clung to it. And then I would have been, and then the blessing would go for many generations. But because I was taught as a child to externalize it. The child is Jacob. Jacob is having to supplant those old childish ideas and concepts till he can become one that has the power of the hell. That's All right, here's the thing. Saying. Here's the thing. I, I've now come to realize that where I used to get really angry and I would say they and I would point outside of myself and say it's them, they're doing this, those guys are messed <laughs> up, and I'm cool. Everything's cool in here. It's just that they are mean and cruel and vindictive and everything else. That's all bullshit. Yeah, because I'm the son of a bitch. <laughs> and and it ain't them. In other words, the them was there to set me up. It's just that I got upset when I heard it. And it was there to set me up for my for my learning, for my growth, for my purging, for my purification. And yet I got upset because in carnality, I said, you know, that government is challenging me. You know, how dare them challenge me, you know? And I'm king here. Don't they know? Um, well, the problem is I didn't know I was king. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. In other words, I was acting totally out of my carnality, and that's why I got upset and didn't realize 
the, the reason why I traveled this path, this is a holy, this, this entire life, everything is a holy experience, and it's there for our development. And so I'm sitting here looking right now at the world and realizing do they, as I point my finger externally, intend to crash Babylon? And this is, uh, um, um, what do you say, um, Hegel? This is dialectics here where they, uh, where they do intend to crash Babylon. And, and, and everybody in the world is ready for it. Everybody is set up for what everybody is like. The system is just crazy. It's all BS. You know, we need a new system, and that's what you're being set up for because what they have in preparation for you is a is a synthesis who's going to come in and cure all the ills, and you're going to think, oh, this is heaven on earth. But in fact, it's all a setup. It's all a complete and utter setup because we would look outside of ourselves Instead of inside of ourselves, what what we're looking out of these two gates called our eyes and looking, we're going to see, we're going to watch Babylon get crashed. It's going to crash, and it's going to be crashed intentionally. It's an intentional crash, and it's it's coming. But uh, with not your uh, um, uh, the plan is, is 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 the huge deception to bring in to bring in as they say the external Christ, who will then you know cure all the ills and set the world at peace. Yeah, man, somebody is really messing with the dang uh, printer, aren't you? Is there is there a problem? Are you getting a, a problem on my on my side with the uh, audio? No, uh, somehow somebody has kicked in, and what it's doing is cutting the spots out of the chat line and dropping way on down. And then uh, there's different things that's going on. Uh, oh, looks I like some of it came from thirteen. I think that's what it's showing here. Um, and uh, anyway, oh, I uh, see. I see that now. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you know, the thing. I guess what I'm saying is, is that uh, um, the scripture says that the natural man cannot understand the wisdom and the things of God, and and in another place, the scripture defines Christ as the wisdom and the power of God. Yeah. Now, hold on a minute here. Christ is the wisdom and the power of God, and the natural man just cannot in any way, shape, or form um, even come to grips with this. Um, And so, you know, remember years ago when I called you up and I said, hey, man, I need another brother here to come in and agree with me in in regard. I don't want to speak to matter, but in regard to a specific matter. And... uh, um, and and we were able to agree in the way. We were both able to see the outcome of which I desired, and we spoke it. We both spoke it. And what happened? Exactly the outcome that I desired came to pass. Yeah, exactly. It happened over and over and over again. And you, see, you, you agreed with it. You decreed the outcome from the beginning, and then you adhered to that initial thought. So when you said light be, 
light being the manifestation of that situation in matter. You were turning the light on in the darkness of, of, of calamity and shining the light of your desire. And in time, because you hung with it, it manifested. It had to. That is the law. That's the rock that the supplanter sleeps on in order to get the vision of the ladder and to become Israel, one that has the power of a God. Well, I, uh, a friend of mine just turned me on to this. Abracadabra is Hebrew. <laughs> and abracadabra just means something like uh, uh, like what you just said, like be. In other words, okay. he, who, he who speaks the word, the bar is the word, and it's he who speaks the word, and, and it comes to be. Open says me. Yes. Yeah. So, so literally, it is. A, you can see where carnality would seize on this and say, you know, I'd like to have the whole world for myself, and everybody serve me. But that's not the way. The way, rather, is how can I use this divine principle to serve you? How can I give you a blessing? And how can I serve you today? And in serving you, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be taken care of. You know, I mean, literally, it dawned on me, when I was going on a walk the other night. If we were to cherish consciousness more than we cherished money, everything would change. You know? Yeah. Well, those are the thoughts on my mind these days. I know there's some folks here messing around with the chat room, and it's discouraging. Um, But you're going to have that. You know what I mean? It's just... Brother, any time truth is there, and it starts really waking up or opening the door for people, there is an aspect that likes to rise up, and what will happen is that the harder and the more they fight, the more they convert themselves because it's hard for them to kick against the bricks in their own mind. See, where correctness or rightness is there, they're not kicking against us individually. They're literally kicking the living law. And, and it's kind of like Patton said. He said, you know, I really feel sorry for them son of a bitches. They're going to get their goddamn ass kicked. <laughs> I do. I mean, that's just the way it is. But you see, they do not think like that. And uh, that's why there's stop signs down there. Some people can get a handle on a stop sign. Some of them got to have a red light. Some of them's got to run into something. But what I've come to see is that more than anything else, is when the scripture says, you know, like for instance, um, Herod, he gave his word to to Solomon. He said, look, you can have up to half the kingdom. And in, in other words, in, in his drunken carnal state, he gives up half the kingdom. And And if you look at this from an externalization and not an internal deal, once the word left his lips, he's a king. He has to do it. He didn't have a choice. He's got to do yeah. it. Well, when Darius, you know, when he was tricked into bringing forth that law and he, you know, Daniel's caught in in breach of that law, he didn't have any choice. He tried and tried and tried, but there was no choice. He had already written it in the law. And and what that tells me is is that 
Um, if we give our word in promise, indeed, then we cannot let it come to vanity. Period. That's honor. That's you know. That's why you know. If you have no honor, then you will go to the courts of honorable men, and you will be made to stand before their judges and call them your honor. You don't have your courts. You don't. You can't sit as a judge in your own throne room. Then you will go to somebody else's throne room and live the dream that they're dreaming for you. And it's just about agreements, keeping your word. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Yeah. That's just, yeah. This past week, uh, I heard a Jethro Tell song called Cross-Eyed Mary, and it says she never signs a contract, but she always plays the game. And it Whoa. seems like that's, that's pretty, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, look around, right? Well, I don't know. I just, I've just come to see that, you know, if we can envision it, if we can see it, if we can so immerse ourselves into the, uh, into the, the imagined dream, if you will, the imagination, then yeah. it will come to pass. We just don't have to live with it. Okay. Uh, to give you an idea of really how simple it is, how many times have all of you, Think about it. In your mind's eye, you either wished that you could or you didn't want something to happen uh, or you were afraid of something happening and you'd speak about it or think about it and go on. And in many days, it wouldn't be long and bam, there it would happen. You said, damn, I didn't want that to happen. Right. What happened was that the way you thought created the magnet effect of drawing it to you. And and see, uh, it's kind of like uh, um, one of them back here asked, uh, how do we go about getting our mind up to a high enough bird man? What's the quickest way to get your consciousness high enough? When you start seeing your good and start including other people in it, you activate a principle within your own mind, your own consciousness. And you'll start watching over and guarding your thoughts, your ideas. The end result of your conversation means the thoughts of your mind, the words of your mouth are going to govern the actions that you're going to manifest. And so when you consider the end result of what you're saying, thinking, and will be doing, then you'll learn to guard over it and you'll, uh, you'll not do those, uh, do those things. I mean, uh, if you've seen somebody get shot with a machine gun, uh, every time they went out behind that tree over there and went to the left, uh, damn, you'd have sense enough to know there's got to be another program because if you keep doing the same thing that the rest of them are doing, you're going to be DEAD. And so you have to look and consider that. And see, this is exactly what's occurring all in our minds, in our lives. Everything that happens is to bring us to a place to wake up. And... um um I, I've watched it happen over time. I've told people, I said, man, let me tell you, they said, nobody would know if we took it. I said, we would know. And we would bring our own judgment. Why? Mm-hmm. Because we are the righteous judge, and everything that we assign to a thought, an idea, an action, a person, is a judgment that we have made. That's why it tells us to judge not lest we be judged. Because whatever judgment we give, if it was a good blessing, then you're going to get a good blessing. 
You tell them, I remember some people said, man, they're just like a blind dog in the meat house. And you'd hear them years ago. Ah, they couldn't find nothing. They're like a blind dog in the meat house. And you know, before long, they got to where they couldn't see. Half of them couldn't hear. They became the confession, the curse that they were putting on somebody else because they were looking in the mirror and it was reflecting everything just right straight back to them, just like in the skeleton key. There you go. Well, I like what Jim says. He says, and he quotes it quite a bit, he says, hold not up the unclean thing. And that's uh, mm-hmm. that's right. If we, I can, I, you know, I can't tell you how many times in business I'll think about somebody calling me, and I know they're going to call me, and I know I haven't done what I was supposed to do. I procrastinated, and the moment that I think that they call me, guess what happens? They call that day. Mm-hmm. They hadn't called in two weeks, but the moment I thought that they'd called, darn it, they called that day. You and know, you, and I had, really, you, you had a telepathic linkage. See, and, and when we begin to realize that our thoughts and our words can't help but fly to the ear of the hearer because, hell, we're connected to them. That's the that's the unbelievable thing is that I'm coming to this concept that they talk about um, called Adam Cadman, which is sort of the the Christ body, which we are all members of, and so that we in that regard we can't really talk about I so much as we say we, because in reality, even though people have the veil over their eyes and ears right now, they're still part of the same body. They just don't know it. They're externalizing exactly God. Correct. That is it. That is it. Man, that is so simple. That is it. That's all the mind is. Once you realize, that's why Jose was so simple. I guess because it was modern, you know. And I didn't yeah. have to fish through all the crap. And he just laid it out because he wanted to make us all, uh, um, uh, you know, prophet seers in 40 hours. And he could do it. I mean, he had the methodology, he had the framework down. Everything he used was of all the holy men and all the sacred writings from all over the world. That's all he did. He just learned to look and see what they were saying and doing and replicated it. That's all. Well, I'll tell you, uh, i just share this with you. This past week, I had, I had to go in and get my hair cut, and, uh, and the lady who was cutting my hair was of the Islamic faith. And I asked her, I said, have you ever heard about how, um, you know, if you're a martyr for Allah, you get 72 virgins? And she said, yeah. I said, well, I said, think about it for a second. Think about all the Islamic men in the world. Do you think there's 72 virgins enough in the world to be given to all of these different men? And I said, first of all, we got a shortage. And But I said, what if I could show you in the Hebrew Bible the exact same thing, but in a different way. And so I showed her in Exodus, the three verses in Exodus, where they have the 72 characters long, and then now we have the 72 names, and we know a name is a way, and we have the 72 ways of God, and now we have the 72 virgins because nobody in their carnal and their emotional uh, state of mind has ever realized this. They read on in the English, and they don't have any clue what they're reading, and they don't look. Therefore, they're virgins because they've never even been touched by the carnal mind of men. That's it. And see, that's exactly what uh, 
the feminine aspect of divine woman wisdom said she would do. She couldn't. She tried, crying in the streets, trying to get men's attention. They couldn't find her. They couldn't listen. They wouldn't hear. And so she retreated into heaven. That's just what she said about God laying down and sleeping in man. He was asleep in the boat. He was right there with them. Yes. But it took all hell busting loose to get them to crying out to the high self. And, 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 and the 72 decans of light. But yet seven and two is the seven warrior women and the two poles. That's Jacob's water. That's exactly what they're talking about. I mean, it's so beautiful once you once your ear is bent to hear the tune. Then you start to hear the tune everywhere. You start to see it everywhere. You hear it in music. Absolutely. You see it in art. It's everywhere. Absolutely. You, you know, I mean, you see it in statehood, and that which I used to curse, I look at it now and go, oh, geez, this is just an image of the, this is just a mirror reflection of that which is the real deal. It's just mirroring Jim 22, in the earth. Jim 22 is four. Four is MJ. Uh, don't block him. What he's doing is he's no, throwing I'm, up. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm guess three. Okay, I'm guess well, three. whoever, whatever. Anyway. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is it's just, just so wonderful when um, – you know, I used okay. to listen to these calls, and I used to listen to to you, you know, do things, and I used to think to myself, how are you doing these things? And yeah. now I totally understand how you're doing it. I mean, it literally is just seeing it in your mind's eye and being single in your, in your you know, and Jesus said if your eye be single, your whole body will fill with light. And I know that that's, people, that's an allusion to the pineal, but it's also – into your single vision. If you can make your vision single so that so much so that instead of there being ten people in Sodom and Gomorrah, there's there's fifty. Your senses are spiritualized. You're so in the vision that your your senses are heightened to the point that you can you can smell the flower even though you're only seeing it, you know. And at that point it, it's gonna happen. Divine law will bring it to pass. Brother, that is a technique mentally that you can scan a target. Let's say you're taking a team in. Once you have scanned the target and you know what they're going to do, when they're going to do it, everything about it, because you went forward in time. You were the time machine. You can come back and you can take that information. My sheep go in and out and find pasture. They come back and you now teach the team those concepts. You get them to where they have the same vision. Now you go into that target, it'll be bam, right by the numbers. You go in, do the trick, hit everything just like you're supposed to, and extract, and nobody even know you've been in there. All you had to do was focus and then bring the rest of them in harmony with that same vision. That's how you do it. You know, I was I went and watched a um, basketball game. Somebody gave me some tickets to an NC State basketball game recently, and I'm sitting up there and I'm watching it. And I'm, you know, it's just my nature. If basketball, okay, great, I'll go watch the game. But my mind has already wandered off to 
you know, if my mind was like this, that all of my lower thoughts are just cheering and cheering and cheering, you know, my higher thoughts, which are down on the floor playing the ball, you know, I could do anything, man. I could literally do anything, you know. I mean, there wouldn't be anything I couldn't do if I was so, there was no schism. There was no, you know, well, I don't know if I can do that or not. You know what I mean? Ah. (laughs) Wow. If I can just butt in, <laughs> I I didn't catch everything. I I got sidetracked and I jumped on, tried to jump on it about five thirty my time and couldn't log in. But I just oh I was so excited when I heard what you were talking about. Just to tail in about I I'm living this right now. What you're talking about? I'm living this. It is. I can't even explain. At one point I'm going with my emotion and feeling and I want to do, you know, I want to, oh, I'm going to battle this. I'm going to figure this out. And then the other side, it's like when I stop and I'm back in the frequency, you know, of light, I, it just feels so wrong. And what I get from this is, you know, you, how do you get peace by fighting? How do you, you can't, right? So, right, right. And, and the other part was, it's, it's, it, you think it's not your ego, but it's your ego. It's your ego. It's your ego. You, I'm going to, I know how to, I'm going to, you know, and, and you, it just was sickening when I realized it. <laughs> it's like, oh, I thought I was doing this in the right, you know, frequency, but no. And all this stuff you can get involved and think about and, you know, all the voices. And when you stop and just, ah. <sighs> Where higher self, you know, Father, where am I supposed to go with this now? I've had every avenue blocked. Every avenue blocked, there's an army. You know, far more than, you know, I can can compete with. And if this is all here by your will, then where am I, you know, what am I not seeing? What's wrong here? And the answer came. The answer came. This was the most amazing thing is that the answer came. And I'm going to stand on that. I'm just doing it. And it's like, then the weirdest thing is because, you know, once I had to move out of my, you know, space and go do some things and you're back being infiltrated by other opinions and voices, I'm out to eat at this Chinese place and the fortune cookies are there. And, And I know this is like such a silly thing, but... There's, you know, my husband picks one, the other one's sitting there, and I'm like, okay, before I open this, just on a flyer, I know this is like a weird little fleece to put out, but if this is, if this has nothing to do with uh, what I've been thinking about, just let it be one of these benign nothing fortunes, right? But I opened it up, and it turned out, it says, be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. <laughs> it's like... Okay, <laughs> right. I can even get a confirmation from a fortune cookie. <laughs> it's just well, all things are aligned in peace, and whenever I step out of that frequency, it's not peace. And but Charlie, mm-hmm. think about this: the simple story of David David. He was a stripping lad. He was big enough to wear Saul's armor, but he hadn't tested it. He picked up five smooth little stones. He got control of his five senses. 
He loaded them into his bag. He picked out one to strike Goliath. But notice what he's confessing. All the army of Israel was looking at the size of Goliath. They weren't even looking at the Philistines behind them. They were just looking at the big boy, the impossibility, the mountain. David changed him from a rooster to a hen, so to speak. Who are you that you would dare defy the armies of Israel or the living God? He changed him to insignificance. Hmm. Now, what you give out is what you're going to get back. If you're going to take and cohabit with the divine mind, you're going to make sure the Shekinah knows that what used to be a big thing is nothing now. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. You change it in your imagination. It is as a man thinketh in his or her heart. It don't make a rat's ass what they think in theirs. It's what you think in yours. Amen. I'll shut up. I, I like to think of it like playing a tennis game. If if you serve the ball in my court and I don't want to play the game, I'm just going to let the ball go. That's what this. That's what I got. As soon as I hit the ball, now we got us a game, and now we got a struggle. And I, by my hitting the ball, I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah, I acknowledge that we have a game here. And I now have been brought down. This is Alice looking through the looking glass. I have, I by my own deed, yeah. acknowledge the game. The only way to not to win the game, as War Games told us, the movie is not to play the game. That's right. So the only the only peaceful resolution to the world states is the right of self-determination, the right of self-determination, where now you're not relying upon others in their honor. You're relying upon your honor in before providence operating the divine law in Christ. And who are these mountains? Who are these mountains to stand before Zerubbabel? They should be made a plain. And that's the way it is. You're talking of the movie Thermonuclear War with Matthew Broderick. Yes, sir. War games. Walker had to wake up and realize that the game of tic-tac-toe couldn't be won. Push and shove and push and shove. It's a never-ending battle. But once it had realized in its consciousness that to resist was war. Yeah. Your father cares for you. The Creator cares for you. All you got to do is see the Creator caring for you. See yourself as the apple of his eye. They can't come near that. Don't worry about what he's going to do to them. You put yourself where you're the apple of the eye. You put yourself in the, in the safe spot in the middle of the storm. I don't give a damn what's going on the leeward side or the northeast or northwest, southwest, whatever. I'm in the center of the storm. It ain't coming nigh me. Amen. The tornado Amen. is going to jump over me. Yes, around sir. me. I'm not where it is. And that's how you're going to have to go thinking about a situation in order to prevail over it. I like what you say, I'm not where it is, because the moment that you have impregnated this new state of being, 
immediately, even though your physical body may be in a certain place, the reality is you are not where it is. The moment you conceived it, and that state is impregnated, it is. That is. And and so now, in faith, we we have to walk forward into the valley. David still had to walk down that mountain. We have to go and walk forward, but not as the instigator. Oh, no. We, we walk forward as the witness, and we're wondering how the Father is going to bring this to pass. The minute you think it, you put yourself there. Yes, you have. Mm-hmm. And see, so the thought is the thing. I mean, that's, that's the whole purpose. Everything you're reading in these scriptures, all these people getting so pissed off and upset and all just wringing their hands, and if they would just understand what it is they're really reading. See, they're trying to take it literally partly physically, worldly-minded if they want to use those terms. But in reality, it's telling us, hey, it's this simple knowledge of the go spell. This is what you do to make the spell go, the prayer go. You don't use this principle, don't worry about it. You're operating the prayer anyway, but now you don't know what you're playing Russian roulette. You just don't know if there's six rounds in the chamber or none. Yep. To be physically minded is warring against the true law and nature of the divine of who we are. So then, so then we can literally say, "Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do." And we can literally um, forgive our way off the battlefield because the battle isn't ours. How many times has the Scripture said, <laughs> "The battle," the Lord speaking says, "The battle's mine." That's okay, right. Okay. Now, somebody asked a real good question. They said about the Matrix, 3D realm. Okay, let's go back to the three Hebrew children, conscious of the superconscious mind, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the little boy said, no, that's the Billy Goat. Well, sometimes <laughs> we are the Billy Goat. But nevertheless, when they put them in the fire, they were in a state of peace and harmony. They were bound, but the bounds were burnt free. And the fourth one was there. So they had really ascended to the fourth dimensional level of thought, and three can't rule over four. And if they go to four, you go to five. Yes, sir. There's seven rungs on Jacob's ladder, and two of them are holding it up. And if yes. you get to the top, you're going to find out there's more to it than that. Five more past the garden. That's right. You just, gotta, you just got to get tall enough that you can get a handle on what it is you're looking at because down below seven, uh, you can't comprehend what's up there. Glory. It really is. Uh, I used to wonder how come the kings of the earth always make their claim in Christ. Go look at all those documents back there from the, uh, his majesty, the king, whatever. He says, by the providence of God, always in God do they make their claim. Their claim is always in God. Therefore, how many, sta- how many stations of the cross does the Pope pray? Fourteen. Damn right. Now, the thirteenth one is the enlightened state with the twelve disciplined states of thought. So you're looking at the Messiah or Jacob and his twelve sons, the Messiah, and the twelve disciples aspects of thought. The 14th is the Christos aspect is open. The Pope is praying to the 14th aspect, and you're going to try to whip him, and you can't even get above Ooh, three goddamn. Come on here. Don't tell me <laughs> you're going to raise the dead to shit. You can't even run a headache off. 
<laughs> yeah, preach it, preach it, bro. Well, that's why the scripture says in Hebrews 6, he says, and, and in regard to moving on to perfection, he says, and this we will do if God permits. So, you know, in other words, George Washington said, how are you going to be a leader? you got to first be a follower before you can learn to lead. You know, you got to first learn the game before you can lead the game. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, sir. we got a bunch of quarterbacks, and I never read a playbook. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. You know, MJ, you really, your mind, I mean, you could tell you studied. I mean, there is no two ways about it. You bring out things that I sit there and I say, damn, look at that. That guy that found all that in there, you know? And, <laughs> and, Amen and it does. It's just that the idioms I was taught, the metaphors and the allegories, they gave me... They gave me the jungle vine so I could swing from tree to tree, if you will. <laughs> Did you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I could add yeah. two plus two and come up with 104. And the rest of them are trying to figure out if it was really four or if I needed to be sent out the door. You know, I mean, you you have to understand and think different. It, you're not like them. The only difference between a genius, one who has a divine daemon, meaning the power of God operating in them, and an average, everyday, ordinary individual. is one knows how to use more of his or her mind in a special manner and method. That's what a druid is. Yes. Every druid was a bard or a poet, even as some of your own poets have said, spoken of in Acts. But the fact of it is, all poets and all bards were not druids. Yes, sir. And the druid was the teacher of the oak or the olam, the knowledge that Abraham had to learn when he went uh, from Shechem. He went to Moriah, to the olam, to the place of the oak. The divine teacher began to enlighten him. And that's what the druid was a symbol of. That's why they went from all over the world. The history you have today is bullshit. It's all lies. Yes, sir. Because they're afraid that you begin to find out a few pieces and you start doing your own damn thinking. Hell, they can't deal with a God because they ain't. They have not ascended there. They're just trying to act like they are by their stupid-ass limited weapons. Yes, sir. Anyway. Well, the scripture says that in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, he said you can know the things of the Godhead by looking at the thing that they created. And so that's how I perceive. That's how I, I look at the scriptures and I read them, and then I look at nature and I say, okay, now, you know, the Masons, they, you know, I, as you know, I'm not a Mason, but I mean, they give us symbols. And I look at these symbols, like um, the two pillars, Jacob and Boaz, and and the 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 compass and the square on bottom. What you have is IXXI, and what you have is a is an English M imposed over an English W, and you have the male and the the the, the man and the woman, I X X I, and so this is I look at these things. Well, how does a man and a woman bring forth? And then this has to also happen in the same thing in the mind. And can the man interfere with the process after he's done his thing? No, he, there's nothing he can do about it. So the mind being male, once 
once the impregnated state is um is the seed is placed in the impregnated state, there's nothing the mind can do at that point. Let it let it be. Let the divine law operate on it and bring it bring it to pass. You know? I'm listening. I uh somebody had asked a question about did a druid have red hair? And I said, yes, red and blonde. And they, uh, Seven said, they keep that knowledge hidden in the halls. And um, then he thanked me, and uh, 22 said, Boaz and Joaquin. And yet, Boaz and Joaquin is the pillars of Heracles, and that's aspects of the brain. But uh, people were identified by the color of their eyes, blue and green eyes, and uh, there was also a certain shade of brown. If you'll notice in, in that brown eye, that particular shade, they will either have a blue or a green ring around the iris. Yeah. And uh, really and truthfully, see, the color of the eye in darkness, etc., is really uh, relating to the amount of melanin that is located in it uh, or in the eye, and it manifests as colors in your eye. Uh, and yet melanin is also an aspect of the uh, of the brain uh, when you're in the deep state of REM sleep, uh, you're activating that. Uh, a green ring, uh, you know, um, a green ring is symbolic of the shaman because he's a walker in two worlds. He can uh, touch the lower realms and he can touch the upper realms from the center position. And uh, so there's four up and three down. And uh, But anyway, I mean, you're getting into different things. Oh, well, you know, I mean, the thing that I was, well, I started with at the very beginning is I've come to realize that, you know, when I look at, like, the, um, the what I call the, the Holy Bible or the Scriptures, um, you know, uh, the Judeo-Christian Bible, if you will, um, I've come to see you can't have, you know, they say that the that the Old Testament you know, Christ is in the Old Testament, and then the New Testament actually reveals Christ. But if you yeah, look I at it hang, as, I can as hang a, with that, sure. But if you look at it as an equation, if the Old Testament is the function and the New Testament is the answer, well, what good's the answer without understanding the function? In other words, you, you can't understand the answer without understanding the problem which brought forth the answer. They they're married, and yeah, so they are. you can't have. If if you you can't have one without the other, and all the riches that are buried in that in in those scriptures, you know, if you just get away from, you know, those who would try to externalize the Godhead, yeah. if you would, uh, 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 it, it, that's correct. And see, a threefold cord cannot be easily broken. So we're told first to acquire wisdom, the application of of knowledge, or seeing what has or hasn't happened. Knowledge comes along then and educates us. So now with that wisdom of experience that we've been able to observe, we now know what to do. But when we have the full understanding of it, now we can apply it. And see, knowledge is only potential power until it is applied. Then it becomes true power. That's why we can be the knower and the believer till hell freezes. But until we become the doer, we haven't put the third aspect of the cord together. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the book of James says the tongue has the power to set on fire the course of nature. And we know that in Genesis chapter 1-3, we see, and God said, 
and God saw and God named. Uh, that's a declaration okay, of trust. What did he see? He's seen the picture in his mind. Yes. And we're made in that same image. Whatever God's supposed to do, damn, we're supposed to do. You cannot that's be what? separated. If you raise your right hand to comb your hair in the mirror, damn it, your right hand goes up and the mirror's right hand goes up. You see what I'm saying? You I cannot exactly. be separated from the thing. The instant you think the thing, the entanglement occurred. It's just like on this call. There's different ones here that are real sensitive. And 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 notice, I, I can do this here, and I'll bet you they'll go to kicking back, and they'll just say that they had the contact. Some of them, they're feeling it already without even me saying it. But if I take and breathe, I'm including the entire body. And those that are open and receptive, they will feel that warmth, that energy flow around, and they'll feel the difference because you instantly entangled. See, and some of you are already entangling with me just by me bringing it up because you put your mind on me. And he touched them all. He breathed on them. To breathe, you put a frequency. You put a sine wave, a movement in motion and matter. That matter has got that ripple in it. It is not going away. It must. It cannot return back unto me without having its effect. There's no space, no time, no distance. Even it may take many days, but it, that ship. That initial thought, idea, is going to return unto me. It will not be void, and it will be bringing me good treasure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. That's why I always put that little kicker. This is what I want my prayer, my idea, my concept, my picture of it. I think it's done. I'm thinking the operation of the law operating in and through me, not some separate individual or entity because I'm part of it. And then after I've thought it and I've given thanks for it, accept it. See, so the offer incense is the word Alleluia. In other words, you're, you're acknowledging that the incense was accepted back at the bale, at, the, at the, the door into the most holy sanctum. You're acknowledging the possession of the thought, the thing. And as you begin to do that, that thought is now the thing. It is entangled. And the Shekinah, what the feminine aspect of the high ka, the divine spirit. Remember, you had the Ba, and you had the, the Kai, or, or Ka, in Egypt. The ka, Kai was the high self. The Ba was the middle subconscious self. Now, we already know that the conscious mind, it may temporarily override the, conscious, uh, the subconscious, but I'm here to tell you, if it's ingrained in your subconscious mind, it will prevail over your conscious way of thinking and believing. You have to build it a thought at a time. You build oh, a house man. a brick at a time. Man, I just it just popped in, man. The Merkaba. That's the light that's the light vessel. That's the ark. The Merkaba is the ark. Yeah, the Merkaba. Why do you take Chiraki means? Chi, chair, chi, energy, ra, light, chi. Damn, that's the body of the light serpent. That is the knowledge of the living energy. That's what Cherokee stands for. Mer, mer, is, uh, 
Myrrh is by the sea, right? Isn't myrrh by the oh. sea? Therefore, doesn't the Pope claim he's the office of the fisherman? Because they got myrrh by the sea, right? Then you got the car and the bar. Okay, you got the incense of frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Gold is the divinity. Frankincense is the natural healer, the divine incense. Myrrh, are you going to myrrh? Myrrh is what you use to take and sanitize, to cleanse, to eliminate. What does the priest do? He had to wash out and clean and take care of the holy place, so he had to get rid of the rocks and the crap in the in the subconscious mind. He washed her with the pure water of the washing of the word, a new thought, a new idea, a new concept, until he gained control of her and presented her to himself, knowing now no foreign thought, no no half-ass idea was implanted in her. When he gave her the true thought, she would bear him the true child. He was, he was doing his due diligence to make sure she received the perfect gift, the perfect pattern, the perfect desire. Oh, she's going to do everything else because it's mama's baby. It's only daddy's maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this call was so beautiful, man. I just I just really golly. It's uh, a wonderful thing. So unbelievable. So many things have popped in just to just so many strings, you know. Mag Magdala by the sea. I mean it's just all you know it's so unbelievable. Well, well like he said in there. Uh, you know, life is in the blood. He said, when I passed by thee, I commanded thee. You know, when I saw thee polluted in thy blood, I command thee to live and live again. And live anew, live the right way. Sweet. Oh, absolutely. So you're commanding the living energy what are you in the saying? very structure of the blood cells, the hemoglobin, the platelets. You're causing the iron core prism to vibrate at a different frequency in every living thing that's out here, whether it's an animal or whatever. I pray for horses, and they get healed just like people do. People say, what are you doing? Uh, what are you, what are you, that's, 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 that's sacrilege. Hey, idiot, this is all the divine creation. If you're going to be a gardener and a caretaker, you need to get your ass to a place of understanding and figure out that you're not doing your job. Well, this is what we would say. I was saying before, you know, despise not the day of small things. Today is the day to go ahead and put it to the test. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. at that particular Absolutely. choice, at that at that test, that that at that node, at that fork in the road, today is the day to put it into test and see. You know, test God. He said, "Test me. Let's see about this. Prove me." Absolutely. Absolutely. Did he also and, say if there was a uh, what do you call it? Uh, oxen in the ditch? You're going to leave it there? No, you're going to go get it out. You're not whether it was a holy day or not. I mean, you're not going to leave your oxen in the ditch. Well, see, and the day is made for man, not man for the day. You make any day you want, do whatever it is you need. But when you lose the knowledge of the contact with the the absolute aspect, yes. and you no longer give credence or adherence to it, you more or less have walked off on your own. Yes, no longer sir. do you have your eyes lifted up. 
But you're trying out here to walk in and possess the land, just like Abraham did from Ai. He was brilliant. He went down into Egypt and came out with ashes, camels, and gold, silver, and abundance. Yes, but sir. he returned from word to the same place that he started. And then the problems got bad, and he needed something besides Abraham. And so the whipping, the best healing, was like uh, the smith that blew us on the coals of our fiery trial. And uh, it wasn't to destroy us, but it was called Shechem. It's what woke us up. Then we were instructed at Shechem to go to Moriah, the terebinth tree, the place of the teacher, the knowledge of enlightenment. Yes, sir. Once we've been there, we can now go to Mamre. And we can, as Paul said, desire the sincere milk of the word to grow thereby because it was symbolic of going back to Egypt and seeing Hathor, the divine golden falcon of the sight, insight, sucking from the teeth of Hathor, the divine cow of the universe, signifying her creative ability, and and knowing that the horns of her altar and and the two golden orbs on the top of of those horns were like the ovaries. And yet it was symbolically revealing to us the body of the mind and not only a physical woman's body, but in the aspects of our own mind, sub and super conscious mind, mm-hmm. a divine mm-hmm. pattern, if you will. See, yeah, all this sir. is right here in front of us. It's just a matter of us waking up and seeing what in the hell we're looking at. Yes, sir. And, and you know, the thing that I find really interesting with religion is they take the symbols and they actually externalize God in the symbol and they don't look at the light that the symbol manifests. So they end up worshiping the symbol and not that which the symbol, you know, I mean, God that, you know, and what I'm saying is is that that bull, that golden calf, to me, represents religion. And and it could have been anything. But, you know, just like when uh, Jeroboam, he made those two places, Bethel and then Dan, and he set up images in the... Uh, but Israel, uh, the lost uh, ten tribes, they still had to give service at the altar. They consented to it. So, you know, literally everywhere you turn when you talk talked about the system today, they'll tell you flat out it's a voluntary system. And oh. and literally the only way to to uh, to win is not to play the game. Yep. It literally oh. is the only way to win. Yeah, you got to choose you today. It's either going to serve you or you're going to serve it. What's your choice, life or death? Right. That's, in their That's the scripture I got. You can't serve God and mammon too. You're unstable. Right. So, like, we have, like, uh, uh, um, I mean, I talked to this guy the other day, and he was going on and on about how I was a Jew. And I was like, well, thank you very much, you know. I appreciate that. But... But it's not, you know, it's the merging of the two. It's it's everything. It's the it's the king of righteousness. It's the king of peace. It's all merged into one body. And so you can literally look at the brother who doesn't understand the divine law and say, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They don't have a clue. They've externalized God, and they're waiting on a promise that ain't going to come in this lifetime because they've they, as Donahue says, they they bought the car and they think they're going to get it when they die. Yeah, you know, which is why not today? Today will be nice. I'd like to drive the car today if that'd be Yeah. See, and, and another thing, a lot of people will say, 
well, all this is just spiritual. No, it's not. Heaven is the is the throne, but the earth is the footstool, and we have to put heaven on earth. We have to take it's kind of like in our physical marriages or our families or whatever how you want to look at it. Uh, I prefer to look at the Old Testament type and the shadow of it, but uh, a lot of people are really uptight about the Quran. But I'm here to tell you, they just done a study, just a simple search. And uh, to find out which scriptural type reading, whether it be the Quran or whether it be the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, etc., which was was the uh, um, the book that brought about more killing, destruction, and stuff. And man, the Bible come through every time. Mm. Old Testament and stuff. I mean, it would just kick butt and take names. And um, so you have to stop and think what you're seeing. And um, see, like, uh, they're wanting to do Sharia law. Well, the reason they're prevailing is because the people over here don't want to do any damn law. Yeah, right. It's all they, don't give, they, they don't give a damn whose law it is. Shit, they ain't going to do it. Yep. And uh, so as long as you think that way, your house is divided. You don't have your 12 faculties to talk. Your 12 sons, the 12 lights in your mind are not operating together. And you can get them all together and get them all trained and educated and get them up there in that upper room. Hey, man, let me tell you something. You can go to Solomon's Porch. You can go house to house. You can do any kind of thing you want. But you've got to understand that it's on the 50th day. It's the day that the law is alive inside of you. And it ain't somebody said, King James, thou said us. No, that don't have a damn thing to do with it. You've got two Ten Commandments in the Old Testament if you go over and go looking. And uh, then you've got the Noahides. Yep. Well, if Noah and his family were doing correctly and rightly, you cannot take and throw Noah and his family out because that which was is yet to come, and that which is yet to come has already been. So we got the loop of creation here. I mean, don't be jacking around with stuff. You've got to get some understanding before you can uh, get over here and play with this uh, this this nuke. I mean, don't, 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 don't give him no tools. Don't show him how to open that door. Don't let him get to farting around in there. He'll blow everything up. But he thinks he's a professor. And see, that's the way people are with their mind. We got all these preachers are scared to death for people to learn because you see, they have made their brother their income source, mm. and they make a living off of that. They ain't feeding the sheep, but they damn well living off of them, and they're gonna shear the hell out of them. And every now and then, they may even gut one or two. So you got to stop and think about what it is you're saying and doing. But like MJ saying, you seek to do that which is right, not only to your fellow man, then you'll find out how to do it to yourself. But if there's some kind of schism or guilt fighting in your mind, you need to deal with that first. And then you can get the answer to show you what to do. But always see yourself prevailing. Always see yourself overcoming. Always see yourself being led, guided, and instructed by this divine high self. And friend, let me tell you something. If you don't realize there's a divine high self, let me tell you something. I've had it speak to me several times. One of them says, get up, Gary. You've got to move. If you don't move, they're not going to find you. 
And if they hadn't found me, I'd have been dead. So you better learn to listen to that high self because it's there watching over you in every step of the way. But it ain't going to take. I've even, one time it got to a point I went to to buy a dog. And that was in the middle of the day we went. It was up early in the morning. It was just, man, it was it was down to 18 degrees. I mean, it was too cold for, um, and here we was out watching coon dogs just early in the morning. He let this young, young jip, this young bitch uh, uh, go. And man, Jill burnt the leather up going down through there, and we heard her locating squall. And uh, she located on a double wall outhouse in shells out from Shellsburg, Iowa. And uh, we come back, and I mean, she was as pretty as the picture, and there was two dogs there, and I wound up having them both before it was over with. But this young boy, his daddy done told me I could have either one of them for five hundred. Man, he all of a sudden wanted 700 because she done showed out right there in daylight. And uh, the way he was presenting it, that little boy, so I just said, Father, you got to show me which dog is the one to take. And that little voice come back to me and said, she treed the coon, didn't she? I said, I'll take that one right there. Here's $500 is what your dad told me. I, oh, no, I can't. I said, you need to call your daddy. I drove all the way up here from Texas. He took the 500, and I carried her home with him. Man, she was some kind of something. But you see, that high self, they even tell you about a coon dog. So you need to think about this. There's nothing too hard or inconsequential for the Lord, and yet that's four letters. That's operating that formula of thought. And when you do that, you can't yeah, help man. me with the answer. Nothing would be here if that, if that, if that formula got violated. Go ahead. I just finally realized that all these years I've bucked against this idea of formulation of thought, but that's exactly right. Yavah. Wow. Wow. I think that's another thing why the so-called Jews over there in the Israeli state, that's why they say, Yahweh is too holy to even utter the name of Yahweh because it's too sacred. And what it was, they didn't want people to know how to use it and to That's stand true. on That's it. They didn't so want to know the formula. It, it's just that simple. It's the key. So it's like don't look at the elephant in the room and the first thing you do is look. They just they pointed it out and we got so stuck on whether the vowel pointers were I and I, or yeah, we got stuck over a J and a Y and totally stuck on something that doesn't even matter. <laughs> you know? Yeah, believable. I went through this whole Hebrew, Hebraic roots movement where they, they got into the J is only 530 years old. What a bunch of horse shit. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter one damn bit. His name is I am. Yeah. <clears throat> what am you? Am you just nine hundred and sixty nine years of age or you nine hundred it took it took Adam nine hundred and twenty years to figure out how to die according to the analogy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Hmm. It truly is wonderful when you start to see the word unfolding in your own life. 
and then you see, you know, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. I mean, it really, of that which is written of me in the book. The yeah, word of God is the word oh concerning good. me. I come to do thy will, O good. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yep, it's we, look at everything, we look at everything as being good, good, and very good. They're trying to judge it being every kind of screwed up thing it can be. They got sour this, they got uh, whatever's gone wrong with it. But we got good, good, and very good over here. Yep. They said they don't want it written on tablets of stone, but they want it written in their heart where it becomes alive. That's it. See, that's the whole key. I used to carry the Bible till I started giving them away. And uh, I had some real expensive ones. And I realized that if I had it in my head, it didn't make any difference, you know. Because, man, if you pull the Bible out of your pocket, let me tell you something. I mean, to tell you, everybody started grabbing uh, 10-speed transmissions. They were ready to get gone, kick in overdrives, have nitrous oxide. I mean, they were out of here. But if you had it in your head, and you could talk to them in plain, simple, everyday language, where they come from, Mm -hmm. find out something about them. You could give them a bridge, an idea, some mechanism to cross that chasm in their own mind yes, so that they could find Abraham's bosom. Yep, I agree with that, brother. Well, I mean, the reality is, uh, Gary, is that um, the love letter is beautiful, but the relationship is better. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. My lover, my wife, my God, my life. All in one. That's it. I don't have to go anywhere. I'm complete in, in this him them. Yeah. This him. I'm complete in this attitude and state of mind, thought and being. I've Ooh, already good. got a filler. I've already got a name. It's in the plane. They can never be lost from sight because no matter where you go, you will see this name, this 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 pillar. Yes, sir. I got it. I got it. And I will dwell in the shadow of of the Almighty. And I'm going to I'm going to impregnate the state of mind which I desire to come to fruition. And I will wait on the Almighty. I will wait on the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I, I mean, it's just so beautiful when you see it. You, you basically you become a co-creator in God. Did you Beautiful. hear what you just yeah, said? That's it. That's it. See, God ain't out there uh, uh, basking rocks and driving nails and crap to build something. He just says, like me. Yep. And in that, that word, like, everything that is required is sent forth in motion. It is the building blocks that come, and we call it faith. Because it is the very substance that was manifested from thought. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, it is absolute. You are correct. You've got to see yourself as you are. See, we are complete in the hymn, the divine self. Because the divine self in the hymn there is referring to the masculine thought mechanism of how to initiate the movement, the yod, the sperm. <laughs> it's the window you're going to send it through. And you're going to hook it on the nail of her tent, the valve. And, brother, she's going to take care of building that house because, you see, she's the teacher. She's the educator. She's the one that makes everything happen in the house. 
And when she's ready, she's going to send it out by that same gate or window that door called. <laughs> and we're going to know it as Isaac, the son of laughter. You understand? Yes, well, sir. that was the amazing thing about the scripture manifesting in me. When I actually got to thinking about I am being the father, I laughed. And I realized I'm Isaac. I mean, I'm, I'm Sarah laughing, you know, going, how is this yes. going to happen, you know? <laughs> Crazy, you know, but... <laughs> God, you know, when you, incredible. when you said that you stand in the shadow of the Almighty, you stand in that express image of the Almighty, that that higher self, that 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 divine spirit self. That you stand in the shadow of the Almighty. The secret place. It's the secret place, and and basically, I'm just I'm a I'm in the providence and, and wielding the. Uh, the divine law. It's not. I, I'm not going to get it done. No. In fact, isn't that isn't that the beauty of it all? Is that Ooh, glory, we yeah. come to that seventh day. We come to that Sabbath when we understand the uh, when we understand the divine law. We just we put it in there. We impregnate it, and we sit back and we rest. Yes, yes. It does not come you back. Full. Absolutely. So the stone <laughs> that the builders rejected is man. Man is the stone the builders rejected. They said, oh, man's worthless. <laughs> but so see, man can. was his crowning glory. Man was his crowning glory. Because yeah. man revealed the epitome of God's handiwork because he yeah. pointed it out. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, man. <laughs> it's so wonderful. We stand in the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, praise Allah. That express image of the dear son, the true son. Mm. Oh, I am that I am that I am. As White Wolf says all the time, I am he that was, I am he that is, and I am he that is to come. I am. That is what I am. So let us go forth speaking the witness. That's what we can do. We can go forth and speak the witness, and maybe there'll be ears to hear and eyes to see. You know. Yeah. We are that faithful true witness. Well, we are, and we can give comfort and pour oil and water and wine wherever we choose. Guest 23 made a statement. He said, my father passed on January the 18th. Well, that's the number nine. Jan would stand for one being the tenth, so we got one and zero change over. Be nice to say a little prayer. Well, one thing in reality, the prayer is already gone. Because while there's breath, there is hope. But here's what is nice to know about your father. Peter, uh, in the book of uh, uh, Mark, I mean the book of Mary, uh, is talking to the Mashiach in the teaching analogy. Yeah. <clears throat> and he says, uh, Master, what's going to happen to the wicked? What about the righteous? Are they going to be destroyed? And the Master replies back and he said, No, Peter. They shall not be destroyed. They shall be fine. They'll, they'll be all right. 
He said, but Master, how do we tell the difference between the good and the bad? <laughs> Peter, he looks back at him and he says, because he's talking about the conscious mind. Uh-oh, low battery. I may have just lost you all. I'm here. Okay, well, I'm a hurrying. Because it is just warning me big time. But he he made the statement. He said, Peter, come on, go in there. There you go. He said, Peter, none of them are going to be lost. And, well, you could just, if it was a physical man, you could just see him. What do you mean? Here we over here busting our tail trying to do right. And, and all these idiots over here are breaking the law and doing everything. And they're doing all, all this. And they, none of them is going to be lost. What do you mean? What's the difference in us? You could just see two people thinking like that. Mm-hmm. But when you see Peter as the conscious mind that's been enlightened, yes, sir, and that has been given the keys of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding how to open the gates to the kingdom. Um, see, the Pope's got two keys, but there's a third key. So without that third key, that's why they got them three orders of the priesthood. But yet there's four of them. See, so the further you go, the more you know. But he looks at the conscious mind and he says, Peter, none of them are going to be lost. You have to realize you're looking at a divine play, a creation where the creator is revealing his, her, it, the divine self in matter, and matter becoming enlightened to the state of understanding it's an aspect of that creator, and then it begins to take on willingly by choice the ability to act as that creator and technically to become that creator in manifestation. Yes, and sir. So the Mashiach is looking at him and he's saying, Peter, none of them can be lost. You can't lose an aspect of the creator. But Peter, you cannot mm-hmm. tell them all that. And it stops. What is really not said is that, Peter, if you tell them none of them will be lost, none of them will endeavor to learn the lesson. And ignorance cannot stay in paradise. It has to be cast out. Yes, sir. Yep, that's missing the mark. And the mark for us is truth and knowledge. 23, did I help you? Your dad is everywhere present. Your dad is already crossing to the new dimension of learning. There is no such thing as loss. You only have set aside the garment, the old set of underwear, the old clothes, so to speak. But the new body, the new day is there. And it continues to ride, and there will be things that will manifest in your life to let you see that what I'm telling you is so. So. Chuck a cookie. Well, the scripture tells us that Christ is all and in all. And then it says that all things will be gathered back to Christ, and then Christ, as the feminine aspect, lays down and, and submits to El Elyon, which is the absolute totality of God. So Christ being the first emanation from God, 
gathers all back to God. So how can anything be lost? Behold, all things become new. That's right. I mean, we have to we have to just realize this is the this is the day of experience. Yes, sir. But there will come another day, and like you said, all things will be made new when we when we learn to be about the divine law. But we will have experienced the bad, and yes, yeah, now we have a conscience. And there is also an aspect, MJ, where you can renew age-lasting ability today while it is yet today. Yes, That's sir. John 3, 15 and 16. But see, people do not know the secret of the true sacrament, and they have left that because that was a hard thing for them to gather to. And yet that is the most ancient secrets of those from heaven to earth came. Well, I learned in, in actually putting this into the divine law, into practice in my own being, as I started to look at, like, okay, I'm in a situation here, and, okay, I'm manifesting anger. Okay, why? And I started questioning it, right? And then I traced it. I went down the tree. I went down each decision node, and I went down, and I found, you know, that the core understanding, the core belief which understood this manifestation of emotion in me. And mm-hmm. and I realized all I had to do was go back and reimagine the situation, but in my mind's eye I see it happening in a different way. And and I gotta tell you, man, like things that have an absolute stranglehold over me, I I'm slowly as I continue to do these things and stepping out in faith and doing them, I'm I'm being released from them. And I can tell I'm being released from it because I no longer have the desire to be about these things which are negative to me. Yes, sir. Yeah, and, and see what you're saying right now, 12 is speaking to 23. See, different people require different types of information for them to overcome something. And uh, this is something that's played heavy on 23's heart as his dad. Um, and that's rightfully so. But here is the thing. Once you know certain things, you know that they're not lost. They're they're like in dimensional phases separated from us. They're all right here. A different reality. See, and this was great with Jose. Uh, when I went through his class and because of being able to, man, I could devour a Bible um, and, and just suck it up. I mean, it scared the preachers. Um, and yet I was their comfort. As long as I was there, they know that they could always preach a sermon because I knew where every sight and birds and everything was. But the fact of it is, is that I was learning what it meant. That's where the power came in. And Jose gave me that insight. See, learn to look, even as some of your own poets have said, there are people all over this world that have told these truths. Mm. Do not limit yourself to just a few little lines of verse in some book that some man got a hold to. It's true, it's in there. But some of it is easier to find than it is in other places. And right. vice versa. Well, we just we talked about the imagination of man and, and if you think about it, even fiction, I mean you better be careful with fiction, you know, because that which you know, we look at cause and effect. The effect of what is now had causes which happened in the past. And so if Absolutely. we want to effect a new reality, we have to change our thoughts today. We have to dream the yeah. dream for the reality we choose. 
but we can come back and change today by going back into time in our mind and reliving the event in our mind, and we can change today. That's it. And you just washed her. You just washed her the old memory, and you made her new. You gave her a new garment, a new thought, an idea, and now she's manifesting it for you. That's exactly what you did. That's why you know I am he that was, I am he that is, and I am he that's going to be. It is what I will it to be. When? Right here, right now. Yep. Okay, people... and then and then so the greatest is love. Now, if we operate this divine principle in love, then you know we can manifest heaven here on earth if we if we operate from love. Yes, he said he give us heavenly days here on earth, and that's as if we are in right standing with that divine self, and that we lay hold of it and just continue knowing that it is, and it will manifest. But you said something about a fiction, you know, but if if people hold on to that fiction, they can also turn it into a reality if they don't watch it. That's it. That's what I was trying to say, is that we write and we imagine these things in our mind and we imagine them as fictions, but if we dwell on the fiction, it can actually manifest. That's right. Everybody, everyone lives their own reality, MJ. Whatever is real for them in their mind, it's what will manifest in real time. Yes, sir. Mm. <clears throat> and uh, the the thing is, we're always trying to blame everyone else, and we can't because we're kicking our own ass, so to speak, because we're the ones speaking it out and thinking it. I thought the enemy, the enemy was us. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yep. Well, so then we have the scripture, like you said, Acts seventeen twenty eight. In Him we live, we move, and have our being. So, absolutely, that's it. What can you? If your eye be single, your whole body will fill with light. And and I think that that has much less to do. Even though I do believe, you know, He said in regard to salvation, if you raise up the fiery serpent in the wilderness, you're going to be saved. So, uh, the schism is is breached. The schism is healed if you raise up the serpent. When we get that kundalini to rise and our third eye opens up, then I guarantee <laughs> we stand outside of ourselves and see. That's when your sexual agape love feast. The serpent climbs the tree in the garden of paradise with inside of you up your spine. It opens into the brain-mind connection, and that will give you the light to let you see. The serpent shall teach you. That is the divine agape love piece that is being referred to because two gods, your male and female aspect, is cohabiting with each other. See, I think that that is like the aspect of Proverbs 31, when the when the spirit child, the the, the uh, as in the scripture, the man child is birthed of the woman of Revelation 12. This is King Lemuel sitting at the feet of his uh, mother, and she's teaching him instruction. And this is yeah. what you're talking about. This is the the um, the teaching. But but you know something that just dawned on me, which I haven't tried yet. And the next time I activate the pineal, I'm going to try this, is to go ahead and place that thought and that desired state in there while I'm in that state and just sit back and relax. Yeah. Oh, and just man. take her easy. 
And so she had to That's only the pineal activated. When you're at the pineal activated, you technically have sat down on the Father or the Creator's throne. That's what that is telling you. And from that place, whatever you command and see, you're seeing now with a single divine eye. Because the pineal has all the rods and cones just like physical eyes. And so from that point, you're ruling and reigning over your domain as a true king. That's why. That's why I, last time I activated it, I asked for wisdom, and the light went out. And I thought, why is the light going out? Now I know why. I already have it. I, I'm, yeah. If I'm sitting down as a true king, I need to, you know, let let my word go out and not return vain and empty unto me. Yes. Yeah. The, the Lord created the earth not void and without form. This is uh, Isaiah 45:18. So. It's beautiful. Golly, it's beautiful. When when you're in that state, like you said, you're going to put that there, thought in there, then it tells you, stand still and see the glory of God. Then that's when you know God is God and all of our enemies are scattered. <laughs> see, and you always see yourself coming in great clouds of glory. When you say great clouds of glory, that is an idiom telling you a great aspects of power. Yes, sir. See, it's manifesting on your behalf in great aspects of power. This is where Pacholi Girl has to go so that it will manifest in and through her and bring forth this aspect of power that's in her. Yes, sir. And you can hear sometimes when she speaks, you can tell she speaks authoritative, too. Uh, listen, that is one smart woman, and that is one good-hearted woman. I, I mean, believe she will study her butt off, and she loves her family. I'm just going to tell you right now. And she's a nice-looking woman, too, brother. So, uh, I mean... Uh, I'm husband, stop it. But she's got the whole package and then some. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it as a, a good thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, but taking this all in, it's just been a feast here. I can't even describe how on target it is. <sighs> It'll come to you. It'll come to you. I know they had to fill that. Well, she needs the strength right now. There's a lot of things that's been happening. and So you feel another person, their burden, 
And if you feel that, you have the ability to shed that living energy to them. So you're technically letting that burden be cast upon the higher mind, and you're operating in a place that you can assist them or that aspect of the divine self that's manifesting in them to work or to go through a thing. And see, this way you can help people. Once you understand what it is you're doing, you become very, very powerful because you understand what you're using. Yes, sir. Thank you for that. You're welcome, honey. Sure. Just keep taking it. It's not going to quit. Just pull all you want. Okay. Sure. Get them wahi. Sure. Yeah. Wahi. Hi. Hi. How you feeling now, hon? I'm feeling... <sighs> you have a heaviness about you? Well, I don't think so. It's... You know, I, I have a path. What I'm in... I'm in the position now of... Um, wanting to be clear on my direction on delivery. So I'm just, you know, wanting to be, you know, I trust it'll come. I, I know that it will. See yourself, already, see yourself already with the answer, the effect that you want. That I, I, I saw that. I saw what I saw was everything before me got, like, ant-sized. Okay. Okay. Keep seeing that and uh, tell it to expand and show you the steps of that manifestation. And now it will be like reverse engineering the dream okay. to allow you to see what it took to get to that. You understand? Yeah, I do. You know, it's been 140 days of just stress, pressure, 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 nonstop. And, you know, it takes a lot out of you. And the only time I felt peace in this is when I'm not leaning to my own understanding. <laughs> yep. yep. Release it and let it go. It'll drive you nuts. I'm just well, telling you. The that's thing why is because it's my son. You know, that's it would be different if it was me. But, you know, he's like... <sighs> oh, excuse me. He's, he's sometimes, though, you have to, sometimes you have to consider the cost of a battle. 
Oh, well, here's the thing. I was just going to say I'm actually grateful for this, which is the craziest thing in the world. But remember in the beginning I said what I was hoping from this is that it would wake my sons up, and it did. In okay. fact, what they what they did last Wednesday actually solidified it into his uh, – what they did was, was show how – afraid they were of what we were putting in and they blocked me and they blocked our entrance we couldn't file anything and then they set up a i mean it was a total construction i mean there's no way i can't even explain how shocking it is but i, like I, I mean why were they so scared of me and, and they, they prevented my son from talking to me they prevented me from being in the courtroom they wouldn't let okay, him go out to take leave, and I mean, it was crazy. Okay, but here, here's the thing, and you must remember this. Usually, they do their best to overcome you in the lower court. Mm-hmm. Then they make it difficult for you to appeal. Mm-hmm. But usually, in the appeal, it's where you win, and they tell you that in law school. So I'm, 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 I'm seeing this. I'm going to see this ended here. Then see you. See yourself being and doing, and uh, see yourself as uh, counsel to your son. Not a lawyer, not an attorney, but as counsel. No, they won't let me. Can, when I'm there, they don't want me near him. Like it, it that, doesn't make any no. difference if you file that and they interrupt his right to counsel. You now have a constitutional argument against them. Yes, sir. I have, I have plenty of those already, but... Um, okay, you file that and then move on that. Yeah. See, when you file on them, when they see that you're going to put a hammer lock, if that's what it takes. Now... The answer I'm getting is isn't that. If, huh? the, answer I'm, the answer I'm getting isn't to fight them back. The answer I'm getting is something different. Okay, but here's what I'm saying. When a person is found guilty, the prosecutor always comes in and usually tries to cut a deal, doesn't he or she? Well, that's what we're going into uh, on Wednesday. They they actually okay. set this up so there was no time for me to get into uh, – I couldn't file until because of the holidays and stuff. They they plan this well. Well, uh, here's the thing. You see, you can control this with your mind. Mm-hmm. But uh, you'll really have to work at it, you know, and get it to, to do. But the I believe there'll be, a, there'll be an opportunity. And yeah, it'll open a door that, uh, I mean, one where you never even dreamed. You're going to be down in the Valley of Endor, and that's where the door is, even if it is in the whore, the hoary aspect or the divine feminine aspect of a of a golden divine falcon of insight. And so you're going to see and fly like the divine falcon, the son of Osiris, the S-U-N of Osiris. Yes. And a son of uh, Isis, and yet that's Mary. That's also Eve, Havaha. See, so, I mean, you're, you're dealing with aspects of the mind, but they have physical names that we've attached to them and do not realize this nature of this characteristic. But you see this thing overcoming. And uh, you see them, um, if nothing else, to shut his or her mouth. Uh, and you might state for the record if the recorder's there, um, that, uh, you know, if this uh, guy wants to bring this up, you say, sir, you do realize that already you have violated the right to counsel. Now, you and I both know an appeal and the fighting appeal 
can be very expensive from a corporate, municipal, or corporate county level. You get my understanding? Yes. Well, I'm willing to offer you this here. Well, sir, since you're offering, uh, we'll discuss and negotiate on this. Now you figure out what it is you need to do, and uh, they might try to force you to make a decision right now. Mm-hmm. And so you have to determine kind of what you want. You don't figure out exactly what you want, but you see yourself having the ability to answer correctly the divine thing that should be a manifest your good. Now you're making a way for it to happen. I'll, I'll testify that when you're in there, um, the words will come to you. You don't have to struggle for them. You don't have to be sitting there. It'll well, I never had trouble. I, I, and, I've and never had trouble. <laughs> then you'll just, um, you'll go. That's why they oh. don't want to. They barred me. They're, they barred me last time. They barred me. Okay, but you see, if he files on a piece of paper that you are. They barred, they barred the file. They barred okay, the paper. Okay, but he, all he's got to do is carry it with him. He, he had that too, and they barred, him in the, they barred him from, they wouldn't take it from him. And so he now I have to. Um, I have to have. Then, then, then what you need to do is. File. They threatened to put him in jail if he didn't say what the guy wanted. Okay, here's the thing: you can go file at a higher court right now, and uh, bring that to bear. And um, I remember one time I was the acting staff duty officer for the colonel, and I'd been in Nam with him, and I was at um, at um, OCS. And um, as a team medic, and so I knew different things was going down, but I knew that when I was at that office, I was representing the colonel. And since the uh, OIC, the officer in charge, was not there, as the staff duty NCO, I was. And uh, so I reported everything, and I realized what was going on, and and, uh, I took precautions and backed everything up. And I had KPs in different places, and they would do and let me know. And um, I walked in and picked up a pitcher and um, you know, carrying uh, a bladder, a cup of glasses, and I filled it up with milk. I carried it over to the headquarters, and I knew the colonel would be coming in, and first shirt walked in, and I said, good morning, sir. How you doing? He said, outstanding. I said, you haven't had your milk today. He said, I don't drink milk. I said, you are today, sir. He looked at me. He said, I told you I don't drink milk. I said, like I said, you are today, sir. First shirt, come here. So he took a big swig off of that milk. Well, I already knew it was rotten. He spit that shit out in that damn can. He said, what is the meaning of this? And so I explained it to him. And I told him what was going on. And about all them steaks that was missing because his men was going in the field every day. And they, you see, I had stacked the deck. I knew how to be prepared. And that's the only thing you can do is be prepared. And the main thing is in your mind. That way you can prevail. They tried to get me later on. When I seen it coming down, I sent a runner. Go tell them that, that attacking Hickman. He went to the colonel. The colonel backed me to the hill. A captain lost his position, and a bunch of them boys went to jail. So you'll prevail, but you may have to shake your tree at a higher level. 
Zacchaeus, come on down out of the tree. I'm going to your house today. You're going to make it. You'll do fine. The boy will, too. I see it. Go, I see the end. I don't see how to get there, but I see the end. Well, you go with whatever the mind shows you. Because the Creator will never lead you wrong, I'm just telling you. It doesn't make any difference what I say. It's what it tells you. Now, see, there's 27 meditators filed in a higher court. That may be something that you need to understand, uh, Pacholi. I mean, uh, MJ may help you in that area, too. Jim, I'm going to back out of here. I've got stuff I need to do in the morning. And, uh, folks, I've enjoyed it. Thank you all for allowing me to... It was amazing. You know, it was amazing. Time, Thank you for everything. Well, oh, yeah, really uh, MJ's done a good job doing everything he did. And... Uh, I am uh, thankful for that. And uh, MJ, thanks again, my friend. As always, it's awesome. Really? Wow. Yeah, I think he's still on there. And, he's, uh, he's leaving. He's, well, hopefully he'll come back in and and I, I see uh, Lilu in there. She's on the phone. If you have anything to say, feel free to come in and ask a question or Chair, and I know that's you, Pacholi. And uh, Michael Joseph, you still there? Uh, yeah, I'm still here, but I've got to jump off. Um, um, uh, Metatruth has said, Did you get my email? And um, um, I guess she, is, is the email, um, or is it a text in the I, I haven't received an email. I don't. I don't know. Uh, um, but um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to just. I just saw it in the chat box. I just it caught my eye. I'm going to go and give my husband some attention on what's called Valentine's Day. Ah, <laughs> he's been neglected <laughs> severely. <laughs> that's weird. That's what I was going for as well. <laughs> Yeah, they've been non-existent almost. <laughs> you got to share with the other half of yourself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I love you guys. Thank you for everything. It was a fantastic call. <laughs> well, thank you. We love y'all. Bye. Long perfect divine health. And you. Bye. Be blessed. Be blessed. Anyone else have anything they want to share or comment on? Feel free. Now's the time. Hi, Jim. It's Leah. Hey, Lila. How you doing, Leah? I'm okay, all things considered. What do you think about the call tonight? It was great, wasn't it? Yeah, I've been having some technical difficulties trying to stay on the call, so I finally just called in on the phone because every iPad or computer I had to use just doesn't work for it for some reason. But I'm just up here in my room doing dream catchers, listening, trying to absorb as much as possible, take notes and, you know, look at how it applies to what's going on in my life and 
pretty much every aspect. But I just, I really appreciate this call. It's, it's a reality check for me every Sunday. Nice way to start the week. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I look forward to them because it brings out so many things. And the th- the greatest thing about it all it, that everything that we're talking about is talking about each one of us and how we're to act and be and to come to the knowledge and truth of who we truly are. That's what this is all about. How that we could have the heavenly days here on earth and the blessings and to rule and reign as God in the earth. That's what it tells us. Arise, O God, and reign. That's what he's telling us. We need to arise up and put on that mind of God or Christ, the anointed wisdom aspect within us, and, you know, take control of our lives and uh, don't, not necessarily, let the, don't let the government do it for us. We have to do our own thinking for ourselves. And when we we come from that place, I mean, like it says, once we understand and know, there is no weapon formed against us shall prosper. But we have to know and then walk in it and do it. And, uh, I mean... I didn't mean to cut you off, Lee Lewis or, or Leah. No, no, you didn't. You didn't cut me off. I'm just. I'm in more of um, student mode right now. Quiet student mode, I should say. My throat's kind of screwed up. I've been battling an infection for like what seems to be two months now. It just it keeps coming back, and I've been having a lot of um, physical ass whoopings. And I need to look at other alternatives than what I've been doing, you know, and my my husband harps on me sometimes about going to the doctor and using antibiotics and things that I'm used to using, but I'm not um, educated enough. I didn't educate myself enough on what the alternatives are and how to apply them, which I would like to because that's what I want to teach my daughter. I don't want a teacher to have to trust in someone else who's getting, you know, paid the big bucks to make us all ill. No, I understand. All those synthetic drugs are passing on to everybody. That's what they're doing. They're making us sick, and it might be helping in one aspect with certain things, but I'm that very thing... I'm just making it work for myself, you know, if I just would stop what I'm doing and all the everyday you know, the daily grind, I guess, and just focus on what's most important. I feel like we all would be a lot better off. Get caught up in, like, these useless, mindless tasks just to keep up with um, my own expectations or other people's expectations. And, like, just recently, I had talked to you a lot about what I was going through with my family, with the family business and all things related. And, how, um, how was the outcome there? I walked away from it. Oh, you did? I did. Um, I mean, whatever they choose to do with it, that's their own business. But I just, 
it came down to I started getting that feeling in my gut about going there that it wasn't the right thing to do anymore. Um, I can understand that. But through that, yeah. they'll see how important you were there. Well, you I mean, that's, that's, that's great if they do. I mean, but it, it, it wasn't the atmosphere that was going to allow me to to grow and utilize my my skills and become better than what I was because they were looking at me as an apprentice. Ah, I see. And not recognizing what I actually had to bring to the table, so they gave me a really embarrassing and shocking offer, and I refused it, and they were completely shocked by it because I feel like they they thought they had more charity out of me, to squeeze out of me, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, I just explained to them that, I'm sorry, I I can't do that at this time. Not to say that I never will again, but just to conclude all that, because I know I was talking to you a lot about that. But I feel good about it, because it actually, it lit a fire under me to go so fast in the other direction that's kind of what I was picking up, that, you know, that you're following your inner, you, you know, like you said, that gut feeling, that inner you, you're you're listening to that inner voice within. It'll never steer you wrong. And all things work for your good. And, it, you know, things will get better. Just trust yourself and trust what the inner voice is telling you or that inner gut feeling. And, and, that's, and you've told me that so many times before, and I feel like for whatever reason I had to go there and be a part of what they were doing, um, I learned from it. And I feel like they learned about me from it and what their potential was in different aspects of business. Um, yes, ma'am. But it wasn't... There was just like this crossover period where I couldn't determine like what felt right from wrong instinctually or logically or whatever. But uh, I just said screw it and I trusted my gut and I left. Well, I mean, even in the book of Psalms, it says there's a time and a place for everything under the sun. You know, there's a time to laugh, a time to cry, a time to live, a time to die. I mean, there's a time to, you know, refrain uh, from you know, uh, closeness, and there's a time to be close. You know what I'm saying? It Everything works for our good. Sometimes we, right at first, might not understand it, but if we, you know, trust in ourselves, the inner self, it will lead and guide us down the right path, you know. And it's, it also says test and try it. And like you said, it, it's kind of put you in a better place you feel better about yourself and everything. And that's that's what uh, uh, that inner guidance and that divine creator is telling us, you know. Like I, I, well, people, I feel a lot of things going the other direction, like a lot of things. Instead of just trusting and, and hoping and wishing that I'm going to go on this journey with them and they're if they're not letting me have a say in it, then I'm just supposed to blindly trust in them that they're going to take 
me where they say they're going to, which nothing goes according to plan, but we could have all been on the same page or at least been more understanding of how each person involved has different things to bring to the table. No, I and how to make I it all work cohesively, you understand? So, like, I just felt like if you're not going to give me the respect of seeing what my potential is and doing things to nourish that and help it grow, then I'm just another desk jockey slave that you're going to micromanage me through, you know, your will and your point of view on how things should go. So I just thought that it was, why do I want to sign up for a dead-end job? <laughs> well, no, I just no, wanted I to be, yeah, but I just wanted to be a part of something that I was interested in and I could help my family at the same time. But now I've redirected that back to my family. And it's helped me really hone in on what's important first and foremost about the things that I need to learn to teach my daughter, um, how I need to work on myself to help my relationship. And it just really gave me the opportunity to step back and look at everything from a different lens. Well, yeah. I mean, the creator, like I was going to say before, you know, when things go not quite right in our lives, they're like mini stop signs or sometimes some big stop signs, you know. And uh, it's it's where the creator's trying to get us to go down one path. You know, it's our choice, but he's, he's, it's put there to where we can, you know, saying, well, this is a path you should go, but we're not quite listening so much, or you might have that inner gut feeling of your wants and desires and things like that, but you just kind of put it to the side for a while. And uh, that's why all these here stop signs, so to speak, or things, or you could say holes in the road or crooks in the road or whatever. And it's to stop and make us think about what we're doing and what direction we're going in. I mean, you read it in the scriptures where it says to repent. Repent, if you look at it, it means turn around and go back in the opposite direction. In other words, stop and rethink about it and go back the other way because that's not the path that you're supposed to be going down. Yeah, and I, I had to leave when I left because there's a lot of things hanging in the balance for them, for me and my family, that if I stayed any longer you know, might have, might have caused damage. So I just, I, I finally had that aha moment where it just felt completely wrong and I decided to walk away. But now I'm re-motivated to do the things that are helping me or helping my family also to get to a point where we're all living happily and in harmony instead of trying to chase dreams. Well, before it was kind of like topsy-turvy, but now it's more balanced, right? It's it's starting to balance. I feel like I'm still in the turbulence right now. Well, I understand what you're saying, but you just keep holding on to, you know, that 
you know, that vision you have for yourself and your family. And so just see it done. Not that it's going to be done. See it as already done. Just like they say, that daydream, just have that daydream of, you know, about whatever it is that you're wanting and desiring. Just hold that up there and see it. And every time it comes to your mind, just say, thank you, it is so. I thank you for that or something better. And um, uh, believe me, I mean, the creator, you can't outdo the creator. He'll he'll put things there that you never even imagined. And it would be so far beyond what you thought it could be that, I mean, it surprises you every time. Because we kind of look at ourselves a certain way or we're not good enough or, you know, we, we're we not at this place. But the Creator sees us the way He intended us to be. And that's why when we do hold on to that and say, you know, I'm going to stick with this no matter what until it comes to fruition. And when it does, it's like, oh, my God, it's more than I ever imagined. It, I mean, it just blows your doors off, so to speak. It, it's really a great thing. He didn't say we wouldn't have trials and tribulations, but it's also a, a learning curve for us, too. That's where we have to step out in faith and know that it is. You know, when he says we get... Being up on a mountaintop is one thing where everything's going good and fine and blessed and we want to stay there. But we also know we have to go down that mountain and then go through that valley. When we go through that valley, or the like they say, the valley of the shadow of death, remember it's just a shadow. It's not the actual thing. And that's where we walk by faith or belief and what we've held up in our mind as what we want. We have to hold on to that when there is no uh, indication that it's even there. But it is. If we just press on a little bit further and say, I'm not taking no for an answer. I know that it's done. It's mine. I've got it. I know it. I accept it. Because he said, "While, while we're yet asking, the answer is already on the way. But he also says we're in need of patience. You know, it takes time. It takes time sometimes for it to come to us. Hey, hey Jim, MJ here. I, I've been listening here on my phone all this time, and I want to yes. just give uh, the lady who was speaking. I'm not sure her name, but that's not really relevant. Uh, I just want to give you something. The scripture says, "Ye are the light of the world." Yes. Now, what you do when you hold up something in your mind, it's an object. And we know from our experience, when you cast light on an object, it throws a shadow on the ground. That which manifests in our world is shadow. That which we hold up in our mind is the object upon which the light works. This is why this is called the valley of the shadow of death. All right? You hold up a new object you change your reality. Yes, sir. All right. That's all. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you stating it like that. The way that I learn is very um, 
it's more about the pictures in my mind, how I can put it together. Sometimes words just don't do it for me, but I really enjoy when different people get on the call too because their different points of view help me paint a a more elaborate picture and understand things better. Yes. When I went to engineering school, they um, when I started um, in the first course of engineering aesthetics, and you learn about you know bodies that are not in motion. And before we took that course, the professor told us 67% of you won't make it to the end. In other words, 67% of you are going to fail this course. And it's the first course of engineering school. So what I did is they offered two programs at the school at the time. They offered, and and what they were doing was trying to determine what your personality profile was, and then they would teach you according to your profile. And so once they determined that I was a hands-on guy, then they had they had they taught statics with people just just like me, and instead of like going through the books of learning you know raw equations to you know to design a retaining wall, we actually built retaining walls and shoeboxes and tested them to failure and watched how they failed. And for me, it was it was just you know exactly what I needed. I made I made an A in that class. If I would have taken it you know, straight from the book, I'd have probably failed, you know. I wish that they would look at everyone like that when teaching courses to see what's your style of learning and, you know, try to embrace that and um, help people There's a couple of, if you can um, go pick yourself up a book on um, the 16 personality profiles of Myers-Briggs, then you you can look at your own self. And, uh, you know, just pick up one of the 50-page pamphlets on Myers-Briggs and the 16 personality profiles. And then you can learn about yourself. You learn about your own self. And then you can, once you know about yourself, and then you can understand how better to not only lead yourself, but also lead other people. I mean, you know, when I came into a position of leadership, you know, the, one of the very first things I would do is is run a personality profile on on everybody that I worked, you know, that I'd hired. And I knew, for instance, okay, this is this is like no dub, but I'm going to state it's the obvious. Um, someone who is um, introverted, uh, who is very sensible in their thinking, is very raw in their intellect and not. You know, like for instance, like hold up a $5 bill and some folks will say it's much. Other folks say it's a $5 bill, right? Right. Uh, someone who is very, uh, they're not feely, they're, they're, you know, they're going to buy a car because it's a V8 and it's, it gets 25 miles to the gallon. And, you know, you know, it's not because it's red and it's sexy and it's whatever, you know. But I'm never going to take someone like that and call them out in front of the crowd. You know, I'm always going to take someone like that, and I'm going to pull them aside, and I'm going to pull them into my office one-on-one and say, okay, we need to talk about this, right? 
And there's a movie that I would like to point out to you. It's it's by Henry Fonda, and it's called Twelve Angry Men. Okay, and I highly you, you can find this on the internet. It's everywhere because this movie by far is. Um, if you understand that Henry Fonda, what he's doing is he's taking each one of the jurors on that jury that he's sitting on, and he profiles them, and he determines what their personality profile is, and he talks to them based on their personality profile, and he's able to change every single one of their minds, even though their first vote was 11 to 1. He was the dissenting vote. At the end, he got them to see the light, because he understood the nature of their personality. Twelve Angry Men. And I love it's that. Just, I'm definitely going to watch that. And what was the name of the book that you mentioned earlier? Well, just anything on. You can usually find this. I mean, there's there's tons of literature on Myers Briggs, um, but you can probably find you a book that's 50 pages long, and you know something that's really short and sweet and to the point and there may even be a test that you can take for yourself and then you can go back and grade it later and you can kind of understand what your personality profile is and once you come to know truly what your personality profile is it'll help you better fit in because you can understand okay I'm dealing with an extrovert if I'm introverted and I'm dealing with the extrovert he's sapping my energy Okay, because he's extroverted, and he, he, he gains energy from the group, whereas for me, being introverted, for me to go speak to a group is like pulling teeth. I don't want to do that. At the end of the day, I'm drained, right? Yes. Right. Well, you understand that. Once you kind of understand these subtleties and personalities, then you, as you, know, as you are trying to fit into groups, um, or you're trying to lead groups, you can better find the place, the niche for you, so that you're not in, inappropriately fitted into a place where you know yourself and you know this job. Okay, if I'm introverted and you want me to do an extroverted job, you want me to be, you want me to be a salesman. <laughs> well, the money might be appealing. At the end of the day, I'm going to be miserable. Well, that, well, that's exactly where I was coming from. Is I do have the ability to follow and lead. I just feel like my spirit and my current um, place in life, you know, I need to nourish the leader in myself. And even if I am underneath a few other leaders, you know, following, still have the ability to, you know, grow and nurture that. So that's that's why I'm going to go into business for myself. <laughs> but when I, um, I did that... I, I um, went into business for myself about uh, 11 years ago, and uh, and people looked at me and said, you're nuts, and and you know what? I work half as hard as everybody else does. Look, my next-door neighbor gets up and leaves at ungodly hours, and he's back at ungodly hours, and I have fun with him because I work here at the house. I work for myself, and some days I'll just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to take the day off, and I do. And so what I'll do is I'll have fun with him. I'll, I know when he leaves, and so what I do is I get in my pajamas, and I go out on the front porch, and I always wave, but my neighbor has a good day. And, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then I know when he comes home. So 
when he comes home, I, I, I run and I get back in my pajamas and run out the front door. And I go, hey, neighbor, good to see you. <laughs> and, and he comes over. He says, man, what the hell do you do, man? I've never seen you work it. And I'm like, yeah, it's great. Isn't it? It's great. And so I told him last time he asked me that because he was always crying, you know. Last time I said, I said, man, I just trust in the Lord, baby. It's great. It's great. You got to give it a shot, man. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you were my neighbor. I'd, I'd lock my doors and shut all my blinds. And <laughs> a lot of people would scream that doing in their pajamas all day. I don't know. Usually not uh, a, a good I'm, sign. I'm, I'm telling you that you got it. They say that the best fruit is at the end of the limb, is at the end of the branch. What I'm saying is that if uh, you have the courage to step out and um, and climb out to the end of the branch, that's where you're going to find the best fruit. There you go. That's it. Yeah, I I, I just need to have more more faith and more freedom in my abilities. I think it's being in that cage state of mind my whole life and it's almost like being a bird in a cage and they open the door for me and I'm like oh that's great my cage is fine you know it looks nice out there but comfortable in my cage you know so that's why being in a position to run my own business it's like throwing me out there and and motivating myself to do it I don't have to worry about someone coming in and judging me for what I'm doing or telling me what to do when it's not a good time for me. It would just give me the the freedom that I need, especially well, when you're you, doing something of a, a creative nature. Jim was just saying to you a minute ago something that is so true, that is so hard to grasp. Remember, listen to what the scriptures say. The natural man cannot understand the wisdom of God. It's impossible. It's foolishness to the natural man. Yes. And so he told you a truth. If you will just focus on that which you desire and literally, I'm going I'm to give you something now. Every single night for the next seven days, start tonight. When you go to bed, lay in your bed and envision that which you desire. Don't envision how it's going to come to pass. It's just right. see that which you desire. And how it comes to pass is going to amaze you. But just see it. Focus on it every single night. And then as as each night goes past, you're going to find yourself being immersed more and more in your imaginative, what you're seeing. And believe it or not, what you will see is going to come to pass. And when it comes to pass, you're going to be so amazed because how it comes to pass is probably not in any way, shape, or form how you actually thought it might come to pass. And what I'm trying to tell you is try not to think about how it's going to come to pass. You can't touch it. Just think about that which you desire. Don't think about how it's going to happen. Think about you in a wonderful job doing wonderful work for for people you're you're extremely prosperous and you're doing something that's mutually beneficial for yourself and someone else and you're happy immerse yourself into that dream i can do that and, and, 
every night. Do it. Do it every single day for this for this next week. And then as you immerse yourself in it, keep doing it. Put it in front of you. Put it in front of your refrigerator. Put it on your computer monitor. Put it on your in your car. Put it everywhere, wherever you turn. You know, do the do the things in which you uh, are um, um, in faith. Tell people you're you're in the you're in the process of getting your dream your dream job is coming to fruition. Speak it speak it to people, and they say, "Well, what are you doing?" You say, "I don't know yet, but it's coming." <laughs> so they'll, look at you, they'll look at you like you've lost your mind, okay? And you say, I, I can't tell you how it's coming. I don't know yet, but it's coming. And okay. and then and then when it manifests, you're going to be like, oh, wow, you know. And then you'll know. Then no one else can tell you, okay, this is the divine law, and this is the. No, no one can can preach to you anymore because you'll know without. 100% of a doubt that you lived it, you know, and now you can share your testimony. And you're the one that brought it about. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Beautiful. Thank you for that, MJ. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I, I'm um, I'm being hailed, uh, and um, I, I truly have got to get off the phone now. I said I was getting off the call, but that was just a chat. But I... I've got to go now. Be blessed and and do that. Do what I say I to will. do, and you'll be amazed. I will. I love you, brother. Okay, love you as well. Good night. Good night, brother. Bye. And what he's saying is true. It says, "Hold not up the unclean thing. Don't hold up what you don't want. Hold up what you want, and see yourself already doing that or having whatever it is that you're holding up." And give thanks for it. Every time it comes to your mind or whatever, just say thank you that it is so. And just just keep on keeping on. And it will manifest. Like he said, don't think about how it's going to come to pass. That's in the hands of the Almighty Creator. But you just know that it is. Because he said, while you're yet asking, the answer is on the way. It's already coming to you. We just need to be patient and wait upon the Lord or the law, the divine law of the creator, and it will renew your strength. That's what gives you your joy. It's just like Isaac, the son of laughter. The creator told Abraham he had given him a son in the fullness of time. There was, there was a time span there. When the fullness of time came, he, and he held on to that and never veered off of that, then it came It came to pass, and it said, Isaac is what made Sarah laugh. He was the son of laughter. He was the answered prayer that she was seeking, and he was seeking. That's really beautiful and inspiring. I needed this. Thank you so oh, much. Yeah. Well, that, uh, sister, that's what it's all about. We're here to help one another and grow together and to love one another, you know. Uh, and people, there's people come on here and say all kind of manner of things and sit there and, you know, try to disrupt the call and everything else. But through it all, they come back, and some of them that's done it at first, they start coming in because they heard something, whether it be a, whether it be a sentence or a word or something that White Wolf 
or one of us had said on the call, and then they start listening, and they see that we're not what they thought we were at first. You know, we're here to not twist nobody's arm or make them believe something. We're just here to put out what the divine truth is and what it says in the ancient text and everything to where people can get through all the law, the lies that were propagated, you know, through the the church. All the judgments and the preconceived ideas of, or the the planted ideas of how people are and the world is. Oh, yeah. That's been like the longest uh, journey for me that I'm still getting through is removing the judgment, removing the, the veil of, Ignorance. No, I understand. And ignorance, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm not stupid. It doesn't have nothing to do with stupidity or anything like that. It's just that what it was, we were ignoring the divine laws that were set forth because of what these churches and these preachers have been propagating and twisting and turning to suit their pockets, you know. And uh, we're here, we're going there, getting a little touchy-feely kind of thing, and it's the same old, same old every week, week after week, month after month. And we don't, we're not really fed. But when we come across something like this, it becomes alive within us, and we can identify with it, and we can feel it deep within ourselves and know that this is right. We just have to not just be hearers, but be doers also, it says. It's not to the hearer, it's to the doer. And when we do it, like he's saying, if you do that for a week, hold up, it will come to pass, and no one will have to tell you because you're the one that thought it and spoke it out. And when you see it work, no one else has to tell you that it works because you already know how it works because you're the one that thought it and held on to it and brought it into manifestation. Well, it I mean, sounds good. I'm, I'm ready to give it a shot because the way things have been going is you know, not as awesome as they could be. So, well, I understand, but hold up, just hold that up too. I mean, you can hold up more than one thing. Hold up what you want and how many other different things you want. You know, and just, and when you do that, just every time it comes to your mind, give thanks for it that it already is, not that it's going to be, but that it is already, and that or something better. And it will, um, I'm telling you, because it tells us we limit the Holy One of Israel. Because of our limited thinking, we limit the blessings of the Creator that come forth into manifestation for us. We're the ones that either cause ourselves to get a tail whipping or the blessing. We just got to lay hold of the horns of the altar, so to speak, and don't let it go. That's just kind of like when a man sees a woman that he really desires and wants, he just wants to hold on to her and never let her go. And that's kind of the way we got to be. We just got to hold on to it. Just like that man does, that's all he thinks about is that woman or vice versa. The woman thinks about that man all the time and how 
soon they can get together or be around that person where they can feel better about themselves and each other. The same way in our thoughts. When you hold up whatever your desire is, it will be that way. You know, it was a hard thing for me in my younger years uh, because I thought, you know, I just thought I was king of the hill at one time. I mean, most things that I spoke out when I was younger, I mean, it happened. Bam, 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 bam. And I didn't realize why. It was just the, the way that I had seen things and spoke things out in a positive way, and they happened. But now that I know the reason why they happen and how come they happen, uh, I mean, it, it works. And that I was going according to the divine law, even though I didn't really understand it at that time. But now I do. And uh, well, that's what... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I just want to be in... I just want to be in peace on a daily basis. I feel like I, I'm surrounded by chaos all the time. No, I understand. Uh, just see yourself being able to have some time to yourself. I mean, some free time to do whatever you need to do. See, I mean, you know, see you and Matt you know, that everything's fine and great and everything's just going the way you want and envision it and the safety of your young child and everything, but also see yourself having the time you need for yourself to have the things that you need for yourself in order to bring you to that higher state and that, you know what I'm talking about, to put you in that bliss state. Absolutely. And... I mean, you know, it's it's just like what we was saying earlier. You just got to kind of step into it. Just be willing to take that first step. Like they said, the first step to the finish line, I mean, the, the you know, when you're running a race, that first step is got you almost halfway there. I mean, you got to begin it sometimes. And there's the saying in the scriptures that says, he that puts his foot to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. In other words, he's got a whole big field out there. He's got a plow, and he he starts plowing it, and he turns around and looks to see how much he's done. And he goes, oh, my God, I just started. I got all this to do. Some people give up, but there are those that said, you know what? I'm just going to keep on keeping on. To see yourself having your desires filled. And if something comes to your mind and says, oh, you're just thinking that, you can't do that, or this or that, just say, cancel, cancel. That is not what I want. This is what I want, and I'm not taking no for an answer. I, I have what I see and speak. It's not that I'm going to have, I have it. And it will be. It is. And I've seen people hurt. One time I went with my wife to a 
we went to buy a new car. And we walked into the car dealership. We found the car we liked and wanted. I walked over to the, to the car with my wife, and the the salesman was there. He didn't say much. He well, he tried to pitch about the car, but I walked over and I laid my hand on the car. I said, "This is this is the car I want." You know, I said, "Thank you, Father. It's mine. I don't care what they say or what they try to do." It is mine. And that that guy says, well, dude, I got to run a credit check and I got to do this and that. How how can you speak like that, he told me. I told him, I don't care what you do. That car is mine. You ain't selling it to nobody. (laughs) And he thought, well, I'll show you, right? (laughs) And and, uh, we filled out the papers, you know, like you did. And told him, well, we're going to go get something to eat. We'll be back. When we got back, that guy met us outside. And the salesman, he says, well, you know, he's trying to make me feel like we didn't get the car. I said, well, you have our car ready? He looked at me like, well, uh," and he kind of stunned him. He said, well, I can tell you this much. 99% of it's yours. All you have to do is go get the keys and drive it off. (laughs) Nice. Uh, and he, even his, uh, the the boss of the, I guess the head manager there, he called us in, in his office. He says, how do you do that? I said, what do you mean, how I do what? He said, we watched you from the time that you come in here and everything you did and you walked over and laid your hand on the car and we all heard you say, Thank you, Father, that this car is mine, that they're not going to sell us to nobody else. You know, that we'll we'll be driving this car home today. And he said, you know, and he gave me a chance to explain how the mind works and how we can overcome any situation. If you if you see the negative mixed in that stuff. It won't work. It'll have the negative and the good, and you it, it wouldn't be a good situation. It's unbalanced. You'll have trouble. You have to see it the way you want it from the beginning to the end. You hear White Wolf from time to time say from Alice to Tavin, from the beginning to the end, from the start of your thought of what you want till the end of that thought, See it exactly the way you want, the way you want it, but don't see if it's something or someone or whatever the case may be. See it exactly the way you want it, not with somebody telling you you can't have it or you better not do that or whatever the case may be. Don't let that enter in. See it exactly how you want it to play out. That way your joy may be made full. And don't worry about how it's going to work out because the Creator will put you in that place for it to be exactly like that or even better where no hurt or harm will come to you or anyone else. You will receive your blessing that your joy may be made full. 
But when we let all these other things creep in there, well, maybe this or um, that might not happen or, you know, whatever the case may be, all that is in that prayer. That's the adulteration of that prayer. In other words, it's not a pure prayer because you let the negative enter in there with the positive and it's not going to work out. I think that often happens to me. Um, I feel like it, it happens unintentionally, like where, I mean, not all the time, but sometimes I will try to focus my attention, like if I'm meditating or what have you, and I get all these random thoughts. And this one um, yoga meditation that I was listening to one day yeah. was saying to thank the distractions for coming in to help me learn how to focus harder. Oh, that, that will, that's not a good thing because you'll, you'll get in the habit of doing that. Only see it the way you want it because I was, let me, I'll, I'll tell you a situation with hopefully without telling you the, the you know, because I'm on the call, the, you know, <laughs> there's some something that I wanted to do and I, I seen it in my mind and I knew the situation from the other end was along the same lines. And uh, I just, seen it in my mind's eye and I held on to it and every time it comes to mind I just said thank you that it is so and I thank you that all things are good good and very good there's no hurt or harm there's none of this none of that you know I just seen it the way I wanted it lo and behold about two days go by and it started unfolding just like I saw it but not you know not exactly but it was better than that. And uh, from the other end of it, it was coming to me too in a positive way. You know what I'm saying? No, I get what you're saying. I'm just, um, I've been learning to cancel things out. I mean, even throughout the day where a random thought will pop in and I'm, there was no segue to it. And that's my whole point is I feel like I get these random pictures in my mind or feelings or, or whatever it is that I don't feel like they were warranted for that moment. And sometimes when I'm meditating or trying to focus on something, I get more of those thoughts coming in. And Are they a- are they a positive? So all, oh. No, they're they're negative and, and they're almost to the complete opposite spectrum of what my current thought is, almost like it's the excuse my voice, my throat is kind of scratchy because I've been sick, but it's almost like I'm being tested or I'm testing myself unintentionally that the harder I want something or the more that I focus, the more distraction I feel comes in. And it's, I'm trying to learn how to program that out, so to speak. Well, 
uh, programming it out when it comes. It, when that, like I said, that the thought that's kind of out of place, like you're saying, just just say cancel, cancel. You know, I only accept the good and the, and that that is only for my good. And if it is not for my good, you have to be gone. Cancel, cancel. And it will go away. It really will. And and if it comes back again at you, it's trying to show you something or tell you something. And ask them, well, you know, ask yourself, why why is that thought manifesting? And it will it will literally your your mind will literally give you an answer. It really will. We just got to learn to listen to that. You know, I need to write more. I'm just that just came to me right now as we're talking because that was a way for me to sort out a lot of my thoughts that were jumbled up in my head as I'm trying to you know, figure something out and I haven't been writing in a really long time, but the more that I do, and this goes back to what MJ was saying about knowing your learning profile, and because I learn visually, like as I'm seeing the words come out, as I'm writing them, I feel like that's more of a fluid start-to-finish thought versus... um, versus the way that thoughts go through my mind on a daily basis is very like one thought can connect to a thousand other thoughts. When I'm writing, it gives me the ability to have a more fluid process. Yeah, you're more focused. Exactly. But I still have the, you know, the access to the right brain. No, no, I, I understand. Yeah, so I definitely need to get back into writing. I mean, it, it's been like a staple in my life for ever since I was a child. I mean, whether it was poetry or expressing to someone how I felt about things or just, you know, venting, whatever, it was, it was really important to me. And I stopped doing it because it was something that I did in my quiet time. Yes. And as I've gotten older and I've had uh, more responsibilities now than I did then when I was good at it, I've kind of phased it out of my daily life. No, I can understand that. Yeah, so I think that would help me too. Thank you, Jim, very much for giving me the floor for a little bit. I'm I'm pretty spent, though. I think I'm going to call it a night here. Yeah, I understand. We've been on there right at three hours, so uh, yeah, I'm sure the people. Oh are yeah. Tired. But uh, thank you for coming on, and I, I really appreciate it. It's always a joy to talk with you and the also the others like Michael Joseph and of course White Wolf and Pacholi and a few of the others. I wish more would come on. I mean, uh, there you can imagine what would all come out on the call. I mean, <laughs> I believe the call might start glowing or something. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if but, you want it that hard, just imagine it already done, Jim, because that's what I'm going to do. 
No, I understand. We love you now. Tell uh, Matt and give Little Bird a kiss for us, okay? I will. We love you, too. Good night. All right. Good night. Well, folks, if you, anyone else got anything to say, if you want to type in the question or have something to say, I'll read it. Uh, you know, if not, uh, you know, uh, I'll end the call. I'll wait a second or so to see if anybody responds. Well, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming to the call and for, you know, listening. And hopefully that we were able to, you know, share something with you that may help you. I believe it will. We'd like you to come back next Sunday, same time, same place. Uh, With that, you know, I was just reading what he said, March 11th, 2011. I mean, focus, 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 concentration. Well, this is is not hocus pocus, but all I can tell you is that this is what we call uh the you know teachings of the right mind or what people call in the new testament the holy spirit you know we're endeavoring to teach when i say teach or at least explain what the ancient teachings are talking about you know, and the things that were changed in the New Testament, things that twist and turn. Uh, we're just trying to give people an insight of what the scriptures are really saying and what the ancient texts say to where we can have a greater walk with that divine creator within us. You know, we just need to be still and let God be God and our enemies be scattered. With that, you know, I love each and every one of you. I appreciate you coming. Hopefully you come back. And may may Yava bless you, prosper you, and keep you in perfect divine health. Shalom, everyone, and good night. I'm going to end the call. Thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.